Hey guys, before we get started, this episode of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast is brought to you by High Season Co., a social media agency with over a decade of marketing experience who are crafting the way brands are perceived online. These guys aren't just marketers, they're liquid enthusiasts, craft beer nerds, hip-hop heads, and Gary Vee disciples. So is your social media looking tired? Are you having trouble getting to your customers? High Season can make it happen. Check them out, highseasonco.com. That's highseasonco.com. Now let's drink some beers. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Y'all a brewheads? Yeah, we brewheads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 144 of the Podcast. This afternoon, we're in glorious Toronto, Ontario, with Patrick Headbrewer of Blood Brothers, my friend. Great to finally get this done, man. Yeah, it's great, man. Glad you guys can make it down. Always a pleasure. How you doing? Everything good? Yeah, everything's great. You know, it's uh, the summer's around, so it's always busy. Finally. Yeah, yeah, right, finally. I mean, you, get this, you get this great weather out here, but... Uh, it's busy, but it's a good busy. It's good busy. It's right? a good and busy, it's man. Just starting. Yeah, exactly. Technically, it's not even summer till Friday. I think. I know. I know. Well, we didn't really have a spring, so <laughs> we have a spring. We just had one eight-month winter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, global warming. It's crazy. Yeah. So uh, we met maybe I think it was March. It was cold still. Yeah. Definitely um, in briefly. the middle of a bad snowstorm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. What man? Yeah. It's always a mess when we come down here. It's always some <laughs> yeah. sort of crazy weather. And uh, so we got to kick it. We couldn't fit the podcast in last time, but mm-hmm. we managed to hang out and uh, met the owners. I forget their names again. Uh, it's Dustin and Braden. Dustin, okay, yeah. perfect. Great dudes. And we ran through a bunch of the beers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was cool to give a bit more of a perspective on what you guys are doing. Um, so finally, we got some time. Yeah. So we're going to run through a bunch of beers and get into all the details. So what would you like to start with? So I think we're going to start with uh, Chimay. It's okay. kind of the core of all of our core brands. Yes. Uh, Chimay is... Kind of an East Coast, you know, Vermont-style IPA. Okay. Um, you know, this is one of those ones that we've uh, we've messed around with over the last little while. Uh, obviously, trying to, you know, increase the juiciness that we got on this well, beer. Yeah. Uh, trying so. to trying to increase the you know the hop character that we get out of it, as well as you know softening the overall you know water profile. We uh, we don't want it. I'm just gonna throw that over there. Or do you want to keep it in the? Uh, oh no, it's just cool for that. Yeah, yeah. Have a little bit. Um, so it's changed a little bit. Over it's years. changed a little bit. You know, we as as like a core ethos we kind of we kind of have here. We are always trying to improve it. You know, we're we think that we're pretty good, but we can always be better at all of our products. So right. so trying to soften out that that water profile. You know, it, it takes away a lot of that bite that you get from some of these IPAs. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can always take away that that hop bite that you get, but there's always, I mean, depending on where you are. In Toronto, we have a bit of a, a harder water profile. Okay. So there's always going to be a bit more bite, bite. You know, we're trying to figure that out. So this one, it's 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 going to be nice and uh, tropical, juicy. There's a bit of like stone fruit character and a touch of pine. Okay. You know, it's just a it's an easy all around IPA. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Cheers, Cheers man. Glorious and definitely, uh, I was gonna actually mention from a brewer's perspective. Yep, you mentioned it's a Vermont style IPA, and on first sip, it's absolutely Vermont style. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. how would you define uh, Vermont versus say in New England? So, I mean, the basics are you're always gonna have a bit more of a hazy, hazy water profile with with anything with east coast, so okay. New England, Vermont, anything like that. New it's England, New England takes it that step further. They sure do. Uh, I find, and it's it's real hazy. It's it's almost milky. Right. Um, yes. Absolutely. Vermont is, you know, kind of on that softer, uh, more stone fruit side of things. It's that midway point mm. between you know your west coast. 
style IPAs, which are big tropical fruits, but they have no haze, and mm-hmm. those New England style, which are juicy, but they are like milky. It's that happy medium. You right. Know? You know, obviously the, the Vermont style is really driven by the yeast character that's produced. Um, but it's it's not uh, it's not overly kind of on that one side. It's it's the yeah. happy medium that you find. So that's a really good way to, to yeah. describe it. And then thought about it is in the medium. Yeah, and she may started out as West Coast style IPA, you know, back yeah, yeah. about four years ago, I mean when we were first they were first developing it. That's what was kind of big in the Ontario industry at the time. You know, as tastes within the the public change, we kind of have to change with it without destroying the original idea of the right. product. So it's a, it's a fine line to find. We, you know, there's maybe a batch where we went too far and you kind of have to yeah. bring it back and, right, you know, right. find that, that happy medium. I think we pulled it off. Yeah, man, this is a great yeah. beer. I think in my head, I'd always... Uh not, I've had it before, but I, I'd always, it was like in New England. Yeah. It, it, it's absolutely of a monster. Like, yeah, really, yeah. It's kind of like, I guess, you know, started from the Hedy Topper kind of vibe. So it's a little like, like you said, the piney, a little dank and stuff. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, we're, we're not immune to, you know, the, what everyone else is, is accomplishing within the industry. We see what we like, we see what everyone else likes, and we try to, you know, do our own version of that. I mean, it's it's almost like mimicry is the the best flattery, but yeah. we know what we're doing. We've done a lot of different beers in, in the past. We try and figure out how they've done things and do it, but in our way. Right. You know how how we can make our product better by you know uh, by crossing and, and gaining information and giving them information on how we do things. And it's it's I mean that's a good thing about the industry all like as a whole is that there is kind of a freedom of information if you just have a conversation with these people, you know, and, and you can never really be too, you know, stuck on your own secrets because, you know, you want to help everyone out. If, if the industry across the board gets better, everyone wins. Everyone wins. Man. Yeah. So it's, it's funny. One of the few industries that uh, you can do that. You can call up your competitor and be like, Hey, yeah. man, you used this geese before. What do you think? And blah, blah, blah. Whereas exactly. anyone else, you can be like, hell no, I'm not telling you that. You know what? In the end, we'll have a new product in two to three weeks. If, if there it's is any competitive advantage that one of us think we may have, it's gone. And so like so quickly. And yeah, you know, it's a, uh, it's, it's a gift and a curse sometimes, you know, yeah. you, you want to be that like, no one's ever going to be able to be that Rodenbach ever again, where it's just like they make it and like it's tough to recreate. Right. You know, it's it's always a. Uh, You're right. It's it's always a difficult one to do. I mean, even yeah. even places around here, you find guys like uh, like Steam Whistle. You know, they have a great Pilsner. I mean, anyone else can make a Pilsner. You know, it's just they they they're good at the marketing side of things to kind of separate themselves from everyone else. But there's always going to be people catching up. Yeah. It's tough to have that like trend setting, like no one's ever going to you know be as unique as this beer, like there were you know from those beers that have been around for hundreds of years. So right. you know, there's the competitive advantage comes and goes, and yeah. you know everyone catches up, and then you can always pull away. It's out. tough, yeah. I guess as a drinker, first and foremost, which we all are, mm-hmm. like we want variety. We yeah. want every like the more breweries that are making great beer the better yeah. it is for us and at the end of the day if people come here and this is fire and there's some, something else down the road this, they're going to go to both anyway exactly that's the point it's not like you just want one place yeah so it's kind of like 
a strange one like that because it's not always like that. Yeah, and you know what? In the end, we always try to be better than everyone else. You know, yeah. we always strive to do that. But I mean, it's it's such a it's such a tough thing to really really separate yourself from the rest of the the rest of the industry. You know, yeah. you you can have things that are special. But to completely separate yourself is a very, very difficult thing. Yeah. So we always try, but once again, everyone's always catching up. So. Hey, man. Yeah. Staying ahead of the curve, however you can. Exactly. Um, let's get into your beer story then. So how did you first get into beer and then into brewing? Um, I mean, just general career path has, has been an interesting one because I, uh, I was going to school for kinesiology right. way back when. It, you know, it just turned out not to be the thing for me, so... I, uh, I took a year off of school. What is that again? So, like, movement science, you know. Okay. And people always call it the phys ed teacher, but, I mean, <laughs> a lot of... A little deeper than yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> You know, a lot, of, a lot of my classmates went through to become agents or chiropractors. Some of them are actually becoming medical doctors at this point. Cool. And so, I, for me, it just wasn't, it wasn't for me. So, yeah, yeah. I actually took a year off, and during that year off, I was looking for a job. And, uh, and my brother uh, was already working in the industry. And so I got a job at uh, what, what was formerly Brick Brewery is now uh, Waterloo Brewing Company um, in Waterloo. Right. And uh, is that where you grew up? That's where I grew up. Nice. Right. And dub. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't been there actually. Like lived there, and it's got to be twelve years now. Right. It's been Man. a little while. Did I miss it? You know what I do, I do. Yeah. But I at this point I don't see the the need or want to move back. You know, right now. Right, fam. We'll I mean, you're in the big city. Don't don't yeah, get it exactly. Do. Making good beer. Yeah, uh, you know what? But I, I got the job, and uh, it it was the first job that I like enjoyed. You know, right. everyone has those jobs when you're a kid or you know a young adult that you're in it, but you never want to be there. Yeah, yeah. And this is the first yeah. one that I enjoyed. So I uh, I started from the worst position in the brewery with zero education. Um, what Sullivan? No, Not way less, worse. Way worse. <laughs> they they have a packaging line, and we used to because uh, they used to get return bottles from beer store, and I'm sure they still do. And I used to take those return bottle boxes, take them off a skid, and throw them on a line for 12 hours a day, jeez, uh, five days a week. Um, and I lost a lot of weight doing that. Cause it was a it was a What's that? Did you get jacked? No, no. I, I luckily I only had to do it for about three months. I can't also. Uh, I like to say the manager saw something, you know, positive in me. Um, <laughs> he can do more than uh, move empty bottles. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. And kind of just worked my way up through the packaging line. I did that for about three years, um, and then I actually trained myself um, on like voluntarily on my off right. time to become a cellarman or brewer. Nice. Um, so it took about six months uh, on my off days going in to like train on the cellar and on the brew house. Hustle, man. So I, I once a, a position opened up, I was like, I know how to do it already. Like, it's hire no me for this. It's yeah. no brainer. Um, and they, they hired me. So I did that for Amazing. about two years. Went and got my master's degree at Harriet Watt uh, in, in Scotland. Oh, yeah. yeah in, uh, in the Edinburgh School. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you did tell me this. Okay, sick. Yeah, and then uh, once I got back from that, I, I worked at Nickelbrook for about six years. Nice. Uh, uh, was that head brewer there, or was it sort of I, worked, of the team? I worked my way up to the, way up. To the head brewer of, at the Funk Lab. Nice. Yeah. So and, I guess you don't walk, I guess the reason I asked that was the, you know, 
walk into a head brewer role after getting a master's. It's no, even then it's kind of difficult. Now, when I uh, when I got back from school and actually went to Nickerbrook, the head brewer role didn't like it didn't exist. Ryan Morrow was still the the brewmaster, and there wasn't it was only one facility, so there was no need for a head brewer position. Plus, I worked with a lot of now very talented brewers. Mm uh, Mark Horsley at yes. Bench Brewing uh, also worked with me at that time. Um, Jack Krause, uh, who's the head, one of the lead uh, brewers at Collective Arts now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, is also, was also there around that time. So, And uh, Brett Croft is the brewmaster at Red Circle Brewing in Kitchener. You all so heard we, of them, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. so we all, we all kind of worked there uh, when I was kind of first starting out. That's cool. So we had a pretty talented group of people yeah. uh, who were working there at the time. Um, and so it really wasn't the position. So I, I kind of worked my way back and forth between Collective Arts and Nickelbrook for about three years. And the head brewer position came open, so right. I took it. And that's kind of where this all worked out, you know. Perfect. And how long have you been here now? Uh, this is about ten months. Ten months. Okay. Ten months. Yeah. So it's, it's still fresh, though. It's still kind of short term, but yeah. it's uh, it's long enough. So, hey man, ten Ooh. months is a decent amount of time to. Uh, you didn't have to rush. Mm-mm. I'm just. I guess I'm making you talk. No, let's uh, let's get. Let's next try one. something else. Want to go to the? Uh, let's get a fresh glass here. Fresh glass. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. What is this? I think we're not at a brewery right now. <laughs> we're doing the blood vote. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I so you posted this. I love it. Like, I feel like this is another lawsuit in the making. <laughs> but you know what? So many just, times it is. So, you know what? I love that they just don't give a shit. It's so funny yeah. to me. Yeah. It's like, it's gangster. Well, you know what? We There's so many things, especially with, uh, so like, as an example, Blood Light is the other yeah. lawsuit worthy deal. <laughs> um, it, uh, Light isn't a copyrighted term no so there's no way for that actually now obviously the the original label, label that we had was yeah. crossed the line of course that was very short-lived yeah um, <laughs> but, but very cool and very bold i don't know what the logistics of var so i mean it what does it mean something in like czech i didn't look into it didn't okay. look into it it's just it's obviously such a like household name czech yeah, var yeah. budvar yeah 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 um that you know just we already had blood light at that time and we said you know what let's let's go for it let's like, go it's our it. first pilsner let's uh just, I wonder who owns is it ab or are they like one of those like you know those european breweries that yeah, always so yeah. like um off the top of my head i couldn't tell you it's obviously not yeah it's obviously no, but otherwise they'd be, they'd be running right right back here yeah um I feel like you got less, maybe less of a chance of the the drama because I guess like ABI are watching. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's get the photo with that real quick. Yeah, remember, remember from last time, the selfies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the deal. I will get this up. That'll probably help. There we go. You're a legend. <laughs> All right, so this one is a, I guess, some form of a Czech pilsner. Yeah, so we, this we we always are trying to avoid the, <laughs> the lawsuit. Yeah, so we called this a pil- oh, are you really a pilsner ish, pilsner ish. It's pilsner ish. You know, we don't we want don't want to say it's a pilsner or anything like that. Wait. We also didn't want to go to the the Czech pilsner idea. Uh, I've always loved Hell's Lagers. Okay, um, and I've always loved the maltiness that that comes through on Hell's Lagers. Uh, Pilsners have honestly never been my favorite style of beer, okay. but I know how to make one, and so it's it's kind of that like point of I need to make it as much as a style that I would want to drink, okay. um, but still you know accessible to a lot of people. Right. I still want to make it as close to that Pilsner style, but a Pilsner I want to drink. Okay. So Hell's Lager hits that note. 
Right. So this is more of a Hellas than it's a Pils? It's more of a Hellas than a Pils. It's got more maltiness right. uh, to it. Now, we, we did mess around with this a bit in that our initial concept for this was we were going to make it and we were going to ferment it in clay amphoras. Damn. We don't have room for clay amphoras <laughs> in the brewery right now, so right. but we still wanted to get it out. So a lot of breweries and a lot of uh, like big breweries uh, will actually take, like for a lot of their wood-aged beers, they'll take uh, wood staves. I keep wanting to say clay, but they'll take wood staves and they'll literally just age it on wood staves rather right, than putting it inside it in. of a barrel I, mean, I guess same so same we decided we would kind of take the same idea so we went to a uh, went to a potter in town to make earthenware clay staves for us basically right. little two by fours right. that we that had holes in the top that we could uh tie basically string through and hang it in the tank That's so, so that they age on clay Right, and the idea was we wanted to get a bit of a higher minerality off of it, mm-hmm. um, without actually messing with the the salt profile, but get a more authentic, you know, clayness to it. Okay. Um, and then hopefully, if we ever do get to the point of getting clay amphoras, we would be able to just easily transition it into doing that. That's and if it didn't work, it didn't work. We take right. the clay out, you know, that, we we pull them out. The next batch, we just don't put it in there, and right. it's a, uh, you know, it's a good, uh, it's a it's a product that we want you know right. we want other people to drink as well so cheers, cheers. that smells mineraly. yeah well, when we wanted just enough oh, yeah Definitely. maltiness to it to give okay. it a, a bit of sweetness but that clay still has that touch of bite so so the clay gives it it gives it like just that. a it, so it, it's basically dissolving earthenware clay is the is the idea is we're leaching some of that minerality off of that clay okay and it's getting basically into solution in the product. Now, don't get me wrong. This is all theoretical. Right. (laughs) This isn't isn't me, like, revolutionizing anything. We said, hey, this might work. Let's try it. Um, And, like, I haven't done it without the clay yet. So so I don't know. I don't know if we are actually, like, gaining anything off of it. This is the second batch. Uh, This is about 5%. You know, your general general Pilsner uh, ABV. Yep. Not too bitter from the hops. We did no. dry hop it at the end, but we didn't want to like really promote that. We just wanted to be it to be a part of the product. Right, right. Uh, Tower Blanc, I believe. Um, really yeah. low at the end. Okay. Um, we really wanted the the sweetness of the malts to really shine, and that minerality to that minerality bite just to kind of bite you in the end. Right. So super interesting, man. Such a cool concept. <laughs> you I remember you telling me about that last yeah. time. I think we got to be drunk. To be honest, I forgot. Mm-hmm. So I felt like new information. Yeah, yeah. It uh, it's it's always one of those things. Like, Solid. there's so many places making so many interesting products. Yeah, it's one of those like, how do we put our kind of our stamp on it? Mm. You know, pilsners have been made to death. Everyone has made a pilsner, can make a or can make a pilsner. You know, there has to be some way for us to separate ourselves from the pack. Yeah. And this was our attempt, you know. I mean, plus the the Bloodvar like label and everything that that we get out of it. Um, I mean, that that always has its appeal. You yeah. know, that's always going to have its appeal. Um, and you yeah, know, we, we've gotten some good response so far. This is the second batch we've done. Okay. Uh, we're going to cans next. Nice. Yeah. So three fifty five mil stubbies. Perfect. Um, 
six. That should, for the that should be soon. Yeah. It should be soon enough. Yeah. Okay. That's a good move. I feel like yeah. a lot of people are moving in that direction right now. You know now. why we put it into uh, bottles originally? Yeah. I screwed up on the label order. <laughs> I screwed Hello. up and accidentally uh, did... Uh, ordered bottle labels. Ordered bottle labels. Cans. So, I guess that kind of different. said we'd right? use yeah. it up and uh, we'll switch to uh, cans afterwards. Well, I mean, it's, like, it's not that much of a drama, I guess. You, you get less product overall, but... Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, this is pretty pretty standard to, to yeah. have this. I mean, but now, because you would have, when did they come out? This is the second batch. You probably would have had one like a month or so ago? Yeah, it was about a month ago. Uh, okay. So that was probably, was really what, warm. mid-May? Mid-May. It wasn't yeah. really super warm yet, so now it's probably, like, good timing to come into, like, the Yeah, pot. and the uh, the first batch, or ABV, ABV was a bit high. Okay. Uh, we overshot by about a percent, and it was, you could tell. Yeah, it, it didn't really easier. balance, didn't balance as well. Okay. Uh, this one, we hit it on the head. Nice. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's it's just a smooth product, you know. It's drinkable. It, it's like it quenches your thirst. It, yep. You know, I it, it's got that it's maltiness nice. to it. It yeah. doesn't have that that Czech Pilsner drying kind of character, which I it's not. I'm not it's a like fan of. So yeah, I probably can't think because in my head I always prefer Pilsners, but like I guess unless you have them, you have to have. I don't know enough about them to know like off the dome. Like yeah. side, I have to have them side by side to really like, you know. Oh, that's the. In the end, everyone everyone has their likes and dislikes within yeah. you know the general beer world. I understand pilsners. Yep. I understand why they're you know they're accessible. Why so many people like them? Yep. It's just not what I enjoy. Right. So okay. Yeah. Hey man, got a sick. lot of trucks know, and trains trucks. around here right now. Eh? Well, shouts to Illinois Shooters for mixing this nicely. <laughs> we did one outside in uh, a couple of years ago with Founders, yeah. and it was like, yeah, That's like those trucks were constantly. Really, it was yeah. unbelievable. Like plane, where there's like a helicopter. Yeah, helicopters and like, shit. Like, and it yeah. came out surprisingly well. And that was two years ago, so his yeah. skills are better. He's got better plugins yeah. now. So hopefully, uh, it's yeah. a smooth audio experience <laughs> we'll, uh, for the people. We'll make it work. We'll, we'll make, make it work, work absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So then, all right. So that's how you uh, got into your, yep. you know, you worked your way up. Um, do you know the general history of how this place came together? Uh, I have a, I have a basic idea. I mean, these guys have worked a lot of jobs over right. the years. They, I mean, they've been very, uh, they've always been self-employed. Okay. Um, I know Dustin and Braden always used to tell me that they, uh, they used to like deliver flyers and pamphlets and like newspapers for the longest time they nice. said it was one of their like highest paid jobs um that they ever had but like wow. they worked their asses off uh, yeah and then after that uh they did like general contracting construction uh, and i like I, I think there's always been that kind of love of beer and love for home brewing i know dustin used to uh used to do home brewing and he'd always have his his uh carboys and fermenters like in the closet as every home brewer does you right, know you, yeah, you yeah. use what space you have um and you know they've always just been self-sufficient once they realized that they had a good product you know they they built their own brew kits they um they bottled everything themselves you know they they worked their butts off and they uh you know it's been about four years now uh when i started what like 10 months ago this was a like totally different place it's yeah. night and day compared to even what it was 10 months ago so uh like i can't even imagine what it was four years ago you know I, i've seen like a photo and it was a like a storage facility that they kind of worked everything into every corner that they wow. could find this place was well I, it wasn't in this facility it was their original facility i i couldn't tell you where it was um but i they moved in here Oh, they were here with Indy. They shared it. My guess is about two, 
two and a half years ago. They moved into this current facility on Geary Ave. Um, and they've kind of just built it out from from where it was then, where they were only had half the space, and obviously they only needed half the space. We now have four storage uh, facilities on that this road. Site, right? <laughs> uh, so we have crazy. a barrel site that's you know about twenty minutes away. Uh, we just got a kitchen put in. It's uh, that's why we put off the podcast initially. Yeah, we wanted to make sure that it was kitchen, middle of construction. You know, right, I'm pretty dead sure. in the middle. Yeah. Well, you know, let's make it look pretty at least. Yeah, yeah. How's that going? The kitchen. Really cool. good. Really yeah. good. Yeah. The uh, we I keep saying like the the first week was a bit slow because we didn't advertise and we didn't uh, we didn't really tell anyone on, on social media. And so I went up to our chef. I'm like, is like is this bad? Like, how do you feel about this? And he's like, well, you know, we. It's kind of nice because you can ease your way into, you know, see how service is going to go. And, you know, if... You get, like, smashed. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. if people don't like some of the plates, you can kind of... You can transition them into mm. something else. Like kind of like beer, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, it it's good now. Like, they, they, we get a pretty steady flow of customers. And, I mean, we have we have competition on this street. You know, we, there's about three or four other restaurants that... Like, that uh, people can go to. Right. Yeah, but, you know, we, we definitely have a... Uh, a good following right now, so. Is there a lot of them? Jesus. I don't know, maybe the Harley's just doing yeah. laps, like, <laughs> Jesus, give us a break, dude. Is it, um, a lot of it, um, like, sort of finger food, or is it like... Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, people always say, yeah, it's kind of like tapas. Yeah, it's kind yeah, it looks- of, like, they're small enough, but there are whole, like, the, the we did used to have a uh, fried chicken, I'm sure they'll rotate it back through. Roasted it's now a roasted chicken, kind of like, almost like a patty but shredded into a into a patty right um but like the it's it's a good size meal i mean you get two plates and it's it's a meal for a person Sick. it's about 20 bucks for for you Super know full meal expect like reasonable yeah yeah and like since i've been here uh i think every day i've come in they've changed or adjusted or improved one of the dishes they're constantly uh constantly going through i know when we first started we uh, we used to buy all of our bread, and now they've kind of got into making their own stuff. It's okay. it's it's pretty cool to uh, you know just see how much how much kind of like drive they have for kind of improving everything across the board. So that's very cool. Yeah, and, and the whole idea is, and this is how they they wanted the kitchen when we first opened it, is they wanted to work like the, the like the brewery does, where we have something new every like week or something new every two weeks. Right. So you don't get. You know, just that stagnating, uh, stagnating menu. And I so like I think that. that's how, that's why they're kind of going through so many changes. And you know, it's just, always trying to improve, trying to see what works. You know, that type of thing. So I love it. And it was a like a, it's not um, you guys like it's like a part you partnered with a local chef. Is that from memory? We hired a local chef. You hired. A local yeah, chef. yeah. So uh, Andrew Moore. Uh, I don't know his entire backstory, but I do know that he used to work at uh, Momofuku before this. Oh, yeah, uh, that's in right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love that place. Yeah. yeah, so he he came on and he's. I mean, Killed. I don't know how to make food. <laughs> he makes it great. So <laughs> that's a whole other skill set, bro. Yeah, skill set. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's dope. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy that that's all uh, open. So even if like speaking to how it was for you say coming what was the difference like 10 months ago versus now like what have you seen change oh my god it was a i mean it (laughs) they always say it has like a post-apocalyptic feel this place yeah like it it, when it when i first showed up it definitely did you know we had a uh tap room that was maybe 10 feet by 20 feet like it was very small and it was always packed uh we extended all the way back to um 
you know, temporarily opening up the production area whenever production's not happening. We now have a patio that people can actually yeah, sit and like yeah. it's actually licensed now. I'm sure we got away with a couple yeah. of things back <laughs> in the day. Um, I mean, the, the kitchen is there. We have more freedom for, for just actually getting work done, right. which I mean, any brewery that has space to work in, it's night and day compared Pleasure. to, yeah. oh, like so many times it, at all the jobs I've worked at. You, you get in a situation where it's so tight that you have to move something in order to move past it, and it's mm, it just it adds so much more time to your day, and it's it's, it's less stressful. It's more yeah. enjoyable. You get more done. You know, you're more proficient at actually like improving your products because you're focusing on that more. Yeah. Um, so I mean, across the board, it's always a uh, it's always a good thing to just be more efficient with your space. Yeah. You know. So. Definitely. I know when we came to you last time, the you guys were saying that like oh technically like you would probably it'd be helpful to have even more space yeah. with the way things are kind of like we're always looking for more space you know yeah. we're we're looking for a new production facility but it, in Toronto that's always a you know when and when is something going to open up and do they actually want a brewery moving there and so yeah, yeah. oh yeah because you do they have to actually approve the type of business yeah. and that nonsense if they don't want if they don't want you tearing up drains if they don't want you you know putting up big refrigerators they just want to kind of have you use it as a warehouse it's just not going to work yeah you know yeah so it is kind of tough and it's a little bit like that and I guess yeah. like in Toronto the real estate is just absurd so you got to go to like Tobacco <laughs> closest you have to yeah, which, yeah, is, yeah. which is kind of nuts particularly yeah. if you already got four off site on this street alone I mean that kind of says what you guys are at so the growth must be kind of crazy yeah, I mean, it, we're we're definitely improving kind of month over month, especially like compared to last year. Um, you know, this this winter and spring and uh, everything else was pretty terrible. Um, so Wet that wet, did yeah. put like, if we had warmer weather, I think we would have had you know a better turnout, better sales. Yeah. But even without that, we we are still improving. We're we're getting more products out. We're getting better quality products out. We're uh, we're getting more sales of our products. Yeah. You know, we're getting a better coverage of Toronto. We're getting a better coverage of, uh, you know, of, you know, Ontario. We're getting our stuff out there. So, yeah. And, you know, we, we are finding that people outside of, you know, Ontario or even Canada actually know that we exist. Oh yeah. So that, I mean, just hearing like someone from Saskatchewan come up, be like, you know, we came to Toronto and we had to come out because, you know, your stuff got out there once and we wanted to try it. You right. Know? It, that, that that always kind of feels good, you know. Yeah. That way, people actually know that that uh, you exist. And that, yeah. You know, it's it's some sort of some sort of pride you have to take in that. You know? Oh no, hell yeah. yeah! I mean, you guys have the you know the company. I think it's called Untapped in um, yeah. BC, like Jake. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know they they've been doing uh, stuff, bringing you guys out there, doing takeovers and stuff like oh, yeah. that, um, which is super cool because there's not really anyone this side doing mm. that in either Ontario or Quebec which kind of is not fair like they get all the sick Ontario stuff and Quebec stuff out there <laughs> they're yeah. traveling for it but no one's yeah, doing yeah. it the other way around yeah. um, so I think that's definitely definitely doing it and like I think I said to you like you guys are easily like I would say the top three most talked about or most respected breweries in, in Toronto for sure Yeah, probably if not if not Ontario so I mean like I don't know if that was like that initially or if it was one of those things like even the other like a lot of the other um, ones in that conversation yeah. didn't start didn't come out the gate like yeah you know it's province, like it was <laughs> yeah, slow build, you know? it'd be great if you be did cool, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you'd have a you'd have a whole lot going on for yourself right? if you did yeah, that geez. no you know what it, it takes a lot of hard work to to kind of get to that point I mean I have 
I have 10 years experience of just, you know, what I think works and what I think doesn't. Uh, as well as, you know, the, the two owners, Dustin and Braden, are very are very aware of kind of the, the industry and the surrounding um, kind of want, you know, yeah. in terms of products. And so, you know, it, with with the three of us as well as, you know, our, our talented staff, it's it's great to have all of these inputs kind of come together. And, you know, we work our butts off. Yeah. Man. You know, we don't always hit it out of the park, but we try. So, uh, you want to try the next, yeah, uh, the next beer? It's time. Yeah. Tiff, just fetch the new glasses. Thank you so much. What are you thinking there, fella? Uh, so let's let's go for Blood Light. See Blood Light. Yeah. So this is another one. We uh, this is another one of those controversial ones. Yes. <laughs> With the brand new cans. Yeah, brand new cans. Yeah, we. This these are our summer Blood Lights. Summer Blood Lights. Summer Blood Lights. <laughs> you know, if they work for the summer, great. You know, if we, we may transition it into later than that, but for now. Or summer blood lights. They're uh, they're flashy. They Super got about attractive. five different labels with different color gradients on them. So sick. Yeah, yeah. Really do well. Um, so this beer, you guys start like we were referencing it before. For those who didn't know, you know, blood light. You can already tell what you know why uh, Anheuser Busch would be mad. But the label was sort of original label was uh, created to replicate the kind of blood light. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Like. Um, the, the font. Um, yeah, one just to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> now, so then you change. When I came and saw you guys, the, the different label again. This is the newest label, but the beer itself changed. Do you want to talk about like what what you did with that? Yeah. So we, uh, when I first started here, we had two different kind of pails. First off, cheers. Yes, cheers. Yeah. Get it in. Yeah. Um, beautiful. Yeah, it's a good batch. I love this one. Uh, we had two different beers, so Toad of Light and Blood Light, which yes. were our, you know, we, you always need some sort of, you know, pale ale, you know, session kind of beer, lower ABV pale ale that, you know, the, the a higher, once again, you always try and hit a higher demographic. All of your core brands in general, you want to be a, not like aggressive, um, an aggressive, like overly bitter, overly sour uh, style of product because you you want more people to obviously want them. Yes. Those one offs are the ones that you take to the extreme, and you you try and really hit those niche groups. Yes. This one, I find that we we initially started with that idea of you know we have to get a lower ABV. You know, obviously with that sometimes comes a loss of flavor, a loss of body, a loss of mouthfeel. Um, but with what we had before was blood light and total light blood light had that idea of we lost a bit of flavor we lost um a bit of aroma we lost a bit of mouthfeel whereas total light for some reason it kept this great i don't know if it was the you know the oats or just the the way we were treating the hops or the yeast or a combination of all three but it it, it's a low abv but it has a great thickness kind of mouthfeel to it The the aroma's great. It's super drinkable still. Um, it's hazy. It's hazy. Um, 
tropical. It's only 4.5, like you said, so oh. it's like sub five. Oh, it's just, it, it hits oh. all those notes that yeah. we wanted to. It's um, like that Pac beer. Now it's legal, isn't it here? Not yet. Not yet? <laughs> not yet. But you can pick some up and bring it to Quebec. And you, you can, can drink you it know in a park there. You know what? I'm going to look the other way if you go drink <laughs> in a park. Um, you know the cops. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so at the time, we, we almost had too many brands, especially too many brands that were like similar. Yeah, you know, it, you know, when people come in and go, you know, what would you recommend? And, you know, what what's different between these two? There's exactly. always that, like, kind of game you play of, like, well, this one's tropical and fruity, but this one's, like, tropical and, like, stone fruity. Like, <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> it's kind of just, like, whatever, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so you, you always kind of play that game. We just decided, you know, we, we have to cannibalize something. We have to, you know, at least for the time being, get rid of a a brand mm-hmm. just so that we can get either people don't have to be so confused when they show up at the tap room you know there's each brand has its own kind of unique flavor profile it's unique um you know time and place for drinking it yeah, yeah. and it, it's easier for people to to drink it at that point to make the decision um, so blood light obviously it's one of our best brandings that we we have within the brewery for sure Toad of light was a better uh product and so we decided, let's take the Total Light, um, the Total Light recipe, the Blood Light branding, put them together, get rid of the you know other two, and you know I think it works out great. You know, yeah. at some point we may bring back Total Light. I don't know, but yeah, it, know. the recipe will change. It'll, we'll make it something different. Totally, I'm yeah. Still a cool name and say because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's weird. Yeah, um, but like Blood Light definitely was a uh, such a unique. Like I feel like the beer world were talking about it because it was such a like and by like you said because light isn't you, you know uh, yeah. copyright yeah or trademarked but it was so blatant <laughs> with that and it was just like we're like whoa how could you like even like yeah, it yeah. was just like the balls of steel for doing it so I think like across at least across the country yeah people were like I right, respect man well, right, and let's you know, see what happens here but like we on. had to get rid of all the t-shirts we had to get rid of all <laughs> really? the like tokens Ooh, so you yeah, we we hold on to eBay. some for staff things yeah, like yeah. that. But uh, those are like Christmas presents, you know. It's, oh, for sure. Yeah, you, you can't wear you can't wear those to any like, you know, major sporting events or things like that because they absolutely take it off. <laughs> yeah, in, in a heartbeat. What if you bought it before the suit, before the cease and desist? Sorry, uh, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I mean, the whole idea is that you would have to do a recall and kind of work on on those grounds. But yeah, I know, right? The beer's already drank. Like, yeah, uh, people bought the match. Like, it's already gone. I know. So you know what? You know, we have ways of making it our own, right? While still drawing some, you know, reference to to that original thing. Someone, I don't know who. I think it's super dope. It's such a cheeky. uh, Sun sun keeps moving. I know. These uh, (laughs) bottles somewhere. Um, yeah, man, it's very, very cool. And I mm-hmm. guess it's now, clearly, it's become like a, a, a really solid, um, what do you want to call it? Like, a, it's, a, it's a flagship. Oh, easily, yeah. Like, no, this, I think of, out of all the products <clears throat> that we have, um, Blood Light is, like the, is the one that people know you know, us for. Know what's for, yeah. yeah. You know, the only issue is when they see it at a, at a like bar, they don't see that label. They don't see that that kind of like the, the the gold and the black they don't see that very you know that yeah. but uh but it's still like i mean you have to back up that label with a great product yeah and i, I think we've I gonna work. We, we've done that so that's amazing yeah and i mean you know we will make changes in the future you know if we think that we can improve upon it but mm-hmm. for now you know i think we that's do a pretty good job no i 100 yeah. agree so i was curious like i feel like 
for you guys, I was late to the game, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, maybe because I don't live here, I would have... Like, I feel like I heard about you guys more and more, like, in the last couple of years, probably yeah, just yeah. before you came on, and then more and more lately. Yep. Like, I don't know if you could pinpoint, like, if, if something happened and all of a sudden uh, things got extra fire, because... Do you, do you know what I'm sort of getting at? Yeah, like, yeah, did yeah. Something changed? Did something change? Was it always pretty good and it was just a matter of the word getting out? We always we always did pretty good. So, I mean, when I came on, I, I brought with me, obviously, I, about a decade of, like, technical knowledge of, of things that we can improve upon. Right. Also, with me coming on, it freed up the two brothers from being on the floor anymore. And they were the head brewers. So they were, they were on the floor, you know, 10 hours a day. And oh, so... With, and trying to run the business and do their thing. Yeah, yeah. So with, yeah, with yeah. me coming on and kind of Ooh. taking the brunt of that... Um, <laughs> with me coming on and taking, like, the brunt of that uh, production, right. it was just easier for, you know, for them to actually take care of all these other things that we've been... That, we need to take care of whether or not it was improving the products or improving our um, our actual like brew kit or you know getting a kitchen in there all these things that we wanted to accomplish for so long they had now been freed up to do that now that don't get me wrong like I get there's from time to time there's too much work even for me and they have to come down and kind of lend a hand like today we were fixing the glycol system yes. you know it's, <laughs> it's not something that uh, that you know, we can do with the regular amount of staff that we have. No, like, that sounds like a nightmare, which is why they're not yeah. with us right now. They're yeah, still, exactly. Uh, dealing with that. Yeah, we have a we have a bit of a glycol issue right now, so um, kind of urgent. Yeah, yeah. So we just because we had that we had that extra help, or they had that extra help, it freed them up to do all these things that we wanted to do. Right now, I I I like to think that I brought some some technical knowledge to the table and you know, helped out, you know, in the tweaking. way that I could. Yeah, yeah, tweaking things and kind of putting in things that I I thought would work but uh, weren't, like, overly expensive, things like that. Because I, I, I know the production side of things. I know mass production. And, right. you know, the, the ways that we have made a good product while keeping costs kind of lower. Hmm. It's it, it's that's been my niche kind of up to this point. Right. You know, when I got to the Funk Lab, that's when I started learning smaller scale uh, smaller like small scale production, cool, small uh, batch production. So, gotcha. um, you know, it's that I think it might have been around there. Obviously, since I got here, all I've seen is you know steady improvement, steady um, you know marketability, steadier you know influence over you know where people want to go uh, to our to our bar most likely. Um, yeah, yeah. Before that, I couldn't tell you. I guess because you're not here, you can't really speak. Uh, yeah, to Yeah, right? I can't yeah, really yeah. speak to that. So, I mean, it it could have happened before that, and you know, I I had known about them before, um, before. Yeah, that's awesome. Before, like, yeah, before I got or left Nickelbrook. Um, like clearly, you would have heard about it. And you probably tried it. Yeah, yeah. Years. You know, but it, but it's always that way when you go to a, a bar and you try a good product, you take notice. And so they had a good product. I took notice, and it's you know one of the reasons I wanted to work here. So right. yeah, okay. So I mean, it sounds like it's probably a combination of your expertise yeah. in both small batch and the the, yeah, yeah. the larger thing, and freeing them up to to focus on other things. Yeah, I mean, I like to think like, so. Yeah, it definitely sounds like because then they don't have to worry about it. And the thing is, because as like we always mention the podcast, Tiff and I are we own our own business. Mm-hmm. We're at the point where we need to kind of expand because our uh, attention, I guess, yeah. is spread a little thin yeah. everywhere. 
and we would very, very much benefit from someone taking some crap off our hands. Of so course. I can imagine that if the boys are trying to run all the business, all the admin, even if they did have staff, yeah. I'm sure they were doing way too much themselves because that's how it goes. You, and then now that you can get this one dude who's got 10 years experience to just fucking mm. rock the beer, then like, cool, I can help him if he needs it. We work yeah. on recipe ideas together probably, I would assume. Oh, yeah. And then they can take care of this other stuff which makes everything just like the sea rises. Oh, yeah. Like. Yeah, it's it's night and day. I mean, there, yeah, there's so cool, many man. things that if you don't invest, you know, a, a certain amount of time in them, mm-hmm. you're never going to... Like, see results. You, yeah, you're never yeah. going to see results. And you always get kind of pulled away or... Yeah. You know, you get half... You do it half-assed or whatever. You get half-assed results or, you know, you... you do it and you don't accomplish it and you get pulled away to do something else and you forget about it it's yeah. there's always that kind of balancing act but if you know allowing them to deal with things kind of full-minded or you know you know full force it's it's definitely been you know a, a positive change that's sick it, it is in any industry so 100 percent. yeah no, very cool so then the other side of it was the the thing that appealed to me i guess for you guys is you guys make beers for my palate mm-hmm. i feel like uh, as far as like the great crispies, the everything, most of the, the IPAs are hazy, mm-hmm. which is the thing that drew me to you guys in the first place. Yep. Plus, last time we tried all of the Paradise Lost, you had like four or five of them on, mm-hmm. which were all super, super. Paradise Lost is the sour kettle yep. sour. Kettle sour? No, no, it's a uh, it's a live sour. sour. All of them are live. Sours. It's a live uh, uh, live stainless sour. So we have a we have a lacto culture that we work with, um, like a, a blend of, of different lactobacillus. Okay, and uh, was it lactobacilli? I don't know. I'm assuming it probably is. Our, our yeast guys are gonna, gonna, gonna say, fucking yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, it's a yeah. Scarpman. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna kill you, but it's okay. Um, Maybe they didn't watch. Um, and then uh, Britannomyces Dree is the uh, is our kind of main sour culture that we use for fermentation. Okay. So we we pull off our lacto culture prior to pitching um, our our Brett culture. Okay. So there's obviously still lacto left in the tank, but in order to sour the next tank, I need to pull it off prior to pitching yeast. Right. And so it, it's not a full kettle sour because we don't kill it off. Um, but so it's, it's, it's an ongoing kind of evolving um, lacto sour that we, we use. So right. it's, uh, it's three different lactos. I'm sure it's different now than when we first got it. Mm-hmm. Obviously things change, you know, the, yeah, the conditions they're put in, you know, one might overtake the other. But it works. Okay. You know, in the end, it, I don't need to spend money to figure out what the heck is going on. Yeah. It's happening. It's a, I know that it's lacto, and we work with it. Everything's good. And it works well with all the different sort of variants that you're putting it through. Yeah, like, yeah. I was super impressed with that. And, of course, your your stouts were exceptional. We had two stouts when we were kicking it. Yeah. That were just ridiculous. Black so, hand and unifier die. No, there was a... Uh, Oh, the other two, nah. uh, Balam and nope. Captain Howdy. That's the one, Howdy. Captain, Captain Howdy. Howdy. That shit was ridiculous. Is that the eleven percent one? <laughs> that that one is about fourteen, I believe. So that one was crazy, <laughs> yeah. and the Unifier die was was that the coconut and stuff. Uh, so Captain something? Captain Howdy was and coconut, coconut and coffee. That was just stupid. It yeah, yeah. Unifier die then. Unifier die is like seven vanilla. Yeah, it's about six to seven percent. Uh, I don't think it's on there. We're at, seven. Oh, there it is. Seven percent. Yeah, yeah. Seven percent. God, that was. Um, it is vanilla, cinnamon, and coffee. Yeah. So all of our coffee that we use right now is whole bean coffee. We find it just gives it a, a bit of a rounder taste. Yeah. Uh, coffee grounds. You can you can pull the astringency off of the coffee. Too much. Right. It's too much. If you get whole bean, the the descriptions you, so you get just off. Shut the whole beans. In? Whole beans in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just throw them right into the tank. 
the descriptions you get off of whole bean coffee uh, is the exact same as the descriptions you get on the bag. Right. So I find that I get a truer sense of what the coffee's supposed to be when it's whole bean rather than when I'm pulling the astringency of, like, um, ground coffee. Interesting. Yeah. So people cool. have done cold brew before, and you kind of get the same results in that way. Yeah, it's a lot more work. It's a lot more work. You have that sip 24 hours at a keg. Exactly. Do you yeah, work yeah. with a local roaster or anything? Or, uh, uh, we do. We do. Uh, Hail Coffee Roasters. Hail sick. Yeah, they're up in Junction there. Yeah, Junction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've, we've worked with them at least since I started here. Uh, I'm not sure who they work with prior to that. Uh, but the the kind of head coffee roaster there, um, no messing around. No, and you know what? It's great because I I like coffee, but I don't know coffee, and so do you learn I know what my limitations are. And so a lot of the times it's a like, hey, here's the beer we're making. Here's what, what we want to come out at the other other end. What do you recommend? Mm-hmm. And they've, they've come with some good results. I mean, I, I can't complain. I mean, the, the stuff that we have turns out pretty well. Hell yeah. I yeah. love that. We're huge into coffee. Yeah, yeah. And like Toronto's really into because Montreal's like really good with the third wave coffee, yeah. like the, the whatever single origin stuff. Um, and Toronto, every time we come, we always try and hit up like a handful of like yeah. new spots and just try and see what's going on. And it's like, it's very impressive. It's really, really like, yeah, up. And yeah. I love that you're keeping it literally down the street. Oh, like, yeah. They're on DuPont and uh, just past lands down there. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's super close. And you know, every, every brewery in some way should be able to pull that off. Like there are enough coffee roasters, there's enough coffee distributors within every city in Ontario. Yeah, I mean, work with your local. Yeah. Look with work with your locals. You know, we yeah. when I worked at Nickelbrook, we were Detour Coffee, and they were great as well. Where are they from? Uh, in Burlington. In Burlington. Probably. In Burlington, yeah, right do there. All the Docklaw stuff. Yeah, yeah. Come back, yeah. Yeah, so it uh, it works really well. Like you can always find someone near you that's willing to you know work with you and and you know show off their product in another way, in a way yeah. that they would wouldn't be able to accomplish, you know, otherwise. 100%. So. Yeah. And, and like they can like you said you bring them the beer this is what I want to achieve what would you recommend and they'll give you yeah. that exact product exactly. exactly how you want it and it's like it's cooler than it's like yeah I don't know the, the, it's got the two business names on the label and yep. stuff I don't know there's something about that that's super appealing and yeah. I think the people who like craft beer would appreciate that element about oh, like, oh that you know maybe they'll come in they'll drink this down like yo that's crazy yeah. let me go to that cafe now yep. and it's everybody wins I, mean, I know Okay, I love it. Yeah. Um, next one. What do you want right. to do, man? Uh, should I run in and grab some more glassware first? Real yeah. Quick? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, Tiff, get it. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. What are you thinking? Throw all these over here. Yeah. Uh, let's get the, the, the sours. Uh, we'll do the, uh, oh, the blackberry gin first. Blackberry gin. Let's do that. Yeah. So this is the uh, one of the other new ones from the Paradise Lust. This is yeah. So this one has come out. Uh, I think the first batch we did was in the winter. Okay. Um, just as a trial um, and we've kind of rolled it into the spring and summer just because it, it, it does work pretty well with that um, I mean sours in general aren't really a winter product unless you no. spice them in some way those are always the ones that we found that have worked the best that what people want in the, right. in the summer when you get into really just strong sours and I don't mean by alcohol I mean by like just acidity yeah um, they're more of a summer spring product. Um, now, the the good thing about the the blackberry gin that that we found is um, a lot of uh, gin producers. Obviously, the the botanicals that we got are spent gin um, 
gin botanicals. So they've been used already. Right. So at that There's point, they have no use for it. Right. Uh, but they still have so them. much flavor in them. Right. And so we, we can actually just get them a lot of times. We, we usually bring them a six-pack or something like that, and they provide us with gin botanicals. And it, uh, it's, a, it's a great swap for us. Um, and so we... Uh, I, I had this idea because I have a friend who works at... Uh, at Dylan's, I love Dylan's. I was about to ask you, was yeah, it, was it Dylan's? Yeah, well, we we work with Dylan's and Willibald's. Uh, just like Grand and Grit would just tell me about when Willibald's the other day, this yeah, day, really doing some good stuff, yeah, definitely. So, we, okay. we've worked with both of them, okay. Um, and we do find that we get a photo, photo. oh, yeah, you know the drill now, yeah, beautiful legend. <laughs> So yeah, Willibalds are also just a, uh, essentially a distillery. They do a bunch of different. Uh, oh, they just do gin, or they do a bit of everything. Because I know Dylan's does vodka as well. Yeah, so I know Willibalds does gin right now. I haven't had a discussion with them about the other products that okay. they make. This is more of like I, I reach out, like, hey, I hey. see you do gin. I love botanicals. What's and the up? guy was the guy was uh, cool about it. Yeah, super super open. You know, he's, uh, he's we've worked with them a, a couple times. So okay. Yeah, this color is crazy. Blackberry is a, a very interesting fruit to combine with. The, I, I've done gym. a lot of reading over the last little while, just on you know, whenever you come with new products, you have to have references. You have to have. Like, I'd like to say that I, you know, I I have a vast knowledge of of you know combinations and things like that. But you have to reference other things at certain points. So okay. I have a a library of books that I kind of refer to every once in a while. You know, just describing what good combinations are. You know, no so we, we had gin, and we were like, you know, what does that work with? And obviously, blackberry was a prominent, prominent uh, flavor. Really? Yeah, yeah. And so we tried it out, and like it hits it out of the park. Now we've worked with different combinations of like different ratios of blackberry and gin flavor to try and kind of dial in what we think works best. Um, and I. This is the third iteration now, and I think it's because it's more juicy. It's not as um, as strong in the gin character, which people are always kind of hit or miss about. Either they like it or they don't. This has more of the fruit character, but that gin kind of spice in the background. All right. So, All right. Well, cheers, cheers, man. It's never stopping today. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, that is intense, man. That is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that real, like deep puckering sour. Oh yeah, like it's really sour. It ha- it hits that like your mouth is watering afterwards. Oh, heavily. <laughs> yeah, your mouth is watering, but it's like distinctly blackberry with that background of like juniper mm. and. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. You're it, so right. I'm just trying to like find out because I feel like this is a little bit. I wouldn't call it room temperature, but it's like. Yeah, it's it's warmer. It's warmed it's up. Yeah, outside for a bit. Yeah, so it's like this is where the, um, you know, the, the spices are done. This is shine. where you get more of those background notes. Yeah, yeah. yeah it just they, sits so nice. It's so full. Like no, the blackberry goes so well. Yeah, definitely. So it uh, it uh, it's it's not even that it's it's balanced. Just everything ha- has its own place within this product. You know, yeah. everything kind of sits really well with it. So Gee, that's exactly what this wrote. It's so yeah. well. Everything just like just really is laid. Yeah. Um, when we had, I swear we had like four, maybe even five different versions last mm-hmm. time. That was like March. That was like winter, and everything yeah. went so well. And this is definitely something I can see is more of a summer um, beverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like this could definitely work year round. I mean, she said it's a third batch back to back. No, no. So it's kind of been, 
a lot of times it's it's you're trying to find something that can kind of fit a uh, that can kind of fit a time to you know fill out the the, the styles that we have in the fridge kind yeah. of thing like that. Or they kind of approach us and say, "Hey, we got all these gin botanicals. Do you want them?" So now oh it's God. that level of yeah. relationship. With yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. yeah. So we sick. we uh, they know that we can use them, and you know it, it's I, I I can't speak for them, but I know it's always good to kind of see your product, you know, used in a different way. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, represented. I hope I hope well. I hope they think it's represented Did you well. Get them any, uh, I've got I've yet? gotten some to them. Um, I haven't had a chance to talk to them yet, unfortunately, about It'd it. Be, so I'm sure. Excuse me. I'm sure they'd love it. Like. Every time we're in Niagara, we go past. Yeah, rooms, and we can even get it in Quebec now. And they're really starting to expand. And they do some like fun, um, like fruited gins, like yeah. strawberry and plum, and yep. all these other different flavors. So I feel like this is that 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 in and of itself is why I was like, yo, I reckon they would mm-hmm. really appreciate that. And they might. The funny thing is, they might even be inspired to do a blackberry gin because of this beer. Right, you can only hope. Hey. You can only hope. <laughs> if you love this one. This Dylan, Dylan spent, spent uh, botanical. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Right? I knew you'd be excited about that. <laughs> hmm. So what I was getting to earlier was I was saying that all of the styles of stuff that very much appealed to my personal palate and there's a bunch of people like myself but you've also got stuff for everyone else but mm-hmm. like did when, from when you came on then those 10 months ago did anything change as far as the direction or because I, I don't have like a timeline in my head that's like oh yeah Blood Brothers make fire haze man like yeah, they've been yeah, doing yeah. that like I don't recall specifically um, I think it was just a gradual I don't think it was like a, a specific like hey we got a shift in that direction right. I think it, it, it's we're always going to somewhat shift with the industry um, you know, kind of like a kind of like a beach where you see the water kind of coming in and going out. You know, you, you have to kind of match. Move with it. Yeah, yeah, move with it. Once again, you, you still have to keep the core idea of your brand the same. You can't change it enough that um, that people don't recognize your product. Yeah, you, there's you're never going to be able to kind of go back from that. People will will get it at the bar and send it back, and so you have to kind of. You know, just slowly shift with with what people's tastes are kind of going for at that right, point. Right. You yeah. see it so many times in the industry of, you know, every five years, you know, the the brewery that had this great product five years ago is now out of style, right. and people don't want to drink, you know, drink that that beer anymore. Yeah. And if you don't somewhat keep those recognizable brands kind of going with people's tastes, you're gonna lose that brand in itself so it's just a tactical way of kind of transitioning your product with 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 kind of the environment that people are looking for at that time so um how do you think your either tastes or your um the way you brew and the things that you brew how do you feel that influenced the direction of the brewery maybe pre and post your coming on like do you can you speak to sort of like well before it was more this and then since I came on I've introduced I've kind of like nudged them like boys we need to do this 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 you know <laughs> well I, I you came had your agenda the Patrick agenda yeah <laughs> I came on and like it, it's you're always gonna episode you're always gonna uh, you're always gonna nudge uh, people in the direction that obviously you you enjoy you know? of course no oh, yeah. um so I obviously coming from Nickelbrook's Funk Lab I did a lot of sours. There. That was that was like your jam. that was like seventy five percent of the products had some sour element to it. So, you know, obviously since I've come on, 
you can definitely probably see a general increase in sours since I've been here. Um, now we try. We obviously have to keep it in check. You can't have you know sixty percent of your products as sours. No, and, you know you'll push people away. Um, but I think we found a good balance now. We're kind of increased, and then we you know it dropped a little bit down. Um, where now we have about a third you know IPAs, pale ales, a third sours, and then a third of just like a mishmash of other things, whether it's barrel aged beers or stouts or the crispy, you know, stuff. Yeah, yeah, crispy boys or, um, you know, we did a, a New England, no, what was it? It was a, we called it a New World British Pale Ale uh, way back yeah. when, which, uh, which, no. you know, it, it was good, but it was just so different from what our style is didn't make sense it didn't really make sense so so we'll uh you know we, we try to uh kind of work through you know what you know and the, the, that kind of last third is always the you know let's let's try something new let's right. see if it works let's kind of work it through our our system so um but you know there, there definitely was an increase i'd say right when i showed up like the first four months there was an increase in sours yeah you're just like all right guys. yeah like right, guys, i know nothing, what, i know what works i know flavor combinations let's throw let's them go. all on the table let's you know make sure that you know i'm not crazy and i, I like it works with kind of your base product right and then we you know we dialed it back a bit you, you realize at certain times you're like we have like 10 sours in the fridge and two IPAs. You're like, <laughs> we need to find a balance somewhere. We're going to just calm down yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That is amazing. Um, the, the, what are they doing? The, the Paradise Lost series existed before you came there, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I Paradise Lost, I think, was one of their like original, original kind of original things. Choice. So, right. Yeah. So now you just were introducing all that other crazy stuff. There were probably 10 or 12 like different variations over the like three years before I got here. Um, that they had gone through. Um, some of them we kept off of guava. Obviously, guava is like one the of them. Rapper. Spice cherry is another one that we kept. Um, and we've worked on, you was know, your, spice variations, things right. like that. Um, was yours the um, the dragon fruit one with? No, that the was spice. That shit was crazy. We uh, the that was passion of the spice. Yes. Yeah, that was great. That name, was great, great Carolina Reapers dragon yes. fruit and passion fruit. That was amazing. I just don't think it needed the Carolina Reapers. <laughs> Because <laughs> I think I felt that like it was like yeah. it had like a tiny little sample. And yeah, it was like, yeah. That, that was uh, I think Dustin Dustin's neighbor gave us a bag of Carolina Reapers, and we just wanted to figure out we just wanted to figure out a way of uh, of kind of making it work. So yeah, um, yeah. So we that was I don't know who came up with that idea. Like Dustin brought the ingredients in, and I think it was just a collaborative like. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Like if we we try all these different things, and I I had tried to use dragon fruit in the past, but it uh, it doesn't have flavor. Interesting. But just, as a, a representation color. of the spice, like it's such a good color. Yeah, for, and when so you have the re, like the when you have when you have something like a base that you're already kind of you, you know how it's going to taste and you just want a certain color added to it dragon fruit is spot the one on go. it's spot on so. is the actual because the actual fruit the flesh it's is white. Like white yeah but it still gives a pink every puree cube. that you get is pink. It's pink I'm assuming they just blend everything up so yeah, yeah. I they mu- with what else like, the skin like the outside skin they do with is, the skin I, don't, right. I have no idea that's what I thought too couldn't tell you interesting but it's great don't so. ask just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's pink and that's what it is yeah yeah okay yeah that shit was uh, was crazy man 
Okay, I like that though. Like it just mm-hmm. works well for you. This is exceptional. Like mm. Tiff, you're gonna love this one. Jeez, I was like, I was resisting pouring more because I know we still have other stuff to do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. It just works really well. I feel like have you ever had blackberry gin? No, 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 and it's like it goes so well. Like the yeah. Like I wonder, can you get like a um, very dumb question, like a blackberry juice? Because I don't get black currant. Like to mix it with, like cassis, you can, like yeah. Ribena and stuff, but I'm like a sure. blackberry, imagine like a gin blackberry. You can get whatever you want. Correct, use like yeah. a syrup and then like yeah. sparkling water or whatever to like. Yeah. Make oh, it's uh, I'm sure you can make a syrup pretty, uh, pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've never, I've never actually looked for like in the stores. Now yeah. it makes me want to look. All right. This is exceptional. Yeah. Um, did you want to do the lightning rounds? Because we have a lightning round. So oh, yeah. It's not lightning. Yeah, yeah. Ever. Yeah. Um, but did we want to show the people how... Did you have a specific one we want to do first? Yeah, yeah. The, so, um, we'll, uh, I would do the nitro first. Nitro first? You know what? I might I might go grab just one more can. Yeah. We'll do a quick one, two, and... Yep. Yeah, yeah. Show people how it's done before yeah, we start yeah, the lightning. Because yeah, yeah. we don't usually put the lightning round in the video, but we need to show no, people... We will? Yeah. No, we'll get the... Lightning we'll do it beforehand. And then yeah. we'll do the... Uh, the wax thing at the end. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Did you want? Do you want to go grab it, or do you want to send? No, I, I can. Uh, yeah. What is it? Uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll go get it right now. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll get that. I have to do like a thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll keep them entertained. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So this is uh, exceptional, ladies and gentlemen. Um, some really, really great beers. Uh, do you have a fave so far? They're all fantastic. Yeah, they're all super cool. They're all great. Um, yeah, I mean. Is hazy yes. So we just talked about why. We actually, I had that beer with Rick and Paul. Uh, nice. Shouts to Sweet Touch, uh, some of the best DJs in Toronto, at STF DJs. Go follow them on Instagram. Uh, I had it with them at Walrus. Remember that pub downtown? Um, and I hadn't had many beers from Blood Brothers before, but I remember having the Toad of Light specifically there. At where? Uh, Walrus. Oh, okay. Oh, Walrus Pub. Yes. But it was it was best, it was this beer just not branded like that. And if you if you want one right now, I can get you one. But we'll send you guys home with stuff. Okay. So I, you know, I think she's got. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's doing I saw okay. that there, and I was like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like the entire thing, and I was like, you know what? That's actually not. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? It's okay. So do you want? I can. Uh, we can do it together. Uh, oh yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So. This is a uh, nitro sour, barrel, yeah. bourbon barrel, bourbon barrel aged nitro sour, eight yeah. percent. So, so we're we're on this kind of kick right now. We're trying to recreate cocktails Sick. in beer form. Okay. We we love the idea of, you know, I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of cocktails, um, um, and we we think that they have such a genuine flavor to them, such a genuine like history to them, and we just want to figure out how the hell to recreate it and so obviously we're starting off with with easier recreatable uh, cocktails whiskey sour being one of them you know it's a bit a bit of spice so we added a bit of rye to the the grain bill um barrel age so you know we did a bit of barrel character we did uh i think there were heaven hill barrels that we threw these into heaven hill yeah that's familiar they, they're no, no, no. They're they're bourbon from uh, Kentucky. Kentucky, okay. yeah, yeah. So we we did Heaven Hill barrels, um, and then the idea of a cocktail, especially cocktails like this, they always have, especially whiskey sours, they have a egg white head. Yeah. So they have that frothy kind of like creaminess to the top of them, 
And so nitro was such a perfect addition yeah. to this because it recreates that egg white head. Right. Without obviously having egg whites in your, in your beer. Yeah, so, which I'm not against. Yeah. Hashtag team lactose. So, yeah. So we don't have the ability to obviously create widgets like they do in Guinness, like Guinness and right. things like I mean, that. Spencer so how us craft brewers do it is you get liquid nitrogen and you inject that into each one of the cans during the canning process. By just manually in the top, like bam, bam, bam. Yeah, so the, we have a, the convenience of having a, a mobile canner kind of come to us that has, no, uh, lunar, lunar canning. So they come to us and they have a nitrogen dosing addition to their canning line. That's crazy. So each one gets a little dose of nitrogen. And so, so on the can, you can see it says shake before pouring. Okay. We really mean it. Okay. This isn't a lie. I feel nervous already. Shake it like a paint can. And so you really want to get it shaken up. Ugh, and people always it. people always give you like like a look. You know, a side kind of look. Like, like, grow, like yeah, what is going back. on? Yeah. <laughs> and it will spray everywhere. The trick is just keep your hand over top of it when you open it and kind of start. And then pour it hard. And you'll get what we call. (laughs) It's okay. okay. And we'll give you a bit more. But you get that great cascading head. Yeah, there she is. That you find kind of working its way up. Ooh. The can. Glorious. Yeah. So it takes a bit of it takes a bit of experience, takes a bit of practice to yes. kind of get it. I've only done it out of bottles, to be honest. I've never <laughs> yeah. done a can. Yeah. So you got to shake it real hard, and then it's a slow, but keep your hand over top. Yeah, yeah. A slow open and a hard that pour. That's good to go. Did you get that? Yeah. Can I run and just quickly wash all that off my hand? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you get all over you, or was it just me? Uh, he had wrong? pretty. What did I do wrong? Don't know. Yeah. What did I do wrong? I don't know. I didn't see. Okay. Yeah. We'll, 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 review, we'll, we'll review. We'll review. In slow motion. <laughs> and I think it was going over here and then just be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And, then like, and then poured the glass right away and he was like, fuck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, wait, I love that. That's such a cool idea, though. Yeah. Uh, I like so, the, like, cocktail. Like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yours is doing better in this, like, cascading. Yeah, it's a slow cascade, but that's where a lot of that, like, creaminess yeah. from the product really comes through. That was great. That's fun. I just like the cocktail idea. So very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're, I mean, we're going to kind of work on getting a couple more out there. We have one or two in the works right now um, that we think are going to be great. Yeah, we, uh, this is the first I'm, one? I'm sure by the, actually by the time this uh, this video comes out, we're going to have a Shirley Temple. Yeah. How's that going? Ginger, cherry, and pomegranate. Um, yeah, ginger, ginger cherry pomegranate. It's uh, it ginger works. Cherry and pomegranate. Yeah, that sounds fun. I have a uh, friends that will just like hold a minute. And yeah. Legend. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Is it time? Yeah. I used to be All right. a body Cheers, brother. Was like. Oh shit! That so tastes like a goddamn whiskey shot. Like a cocktail. This one's a bit more alcoholic. It's about eight percent. Yeah. Um, it's got a nice bourbon kind of backbone to it. Yeah. A touch of spice from the rye and that creaminess that comes through. So creamy. Yeah. 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 So this one, this one is one of those summer drinkers. You know. It's one of those beers that. You know, I. It's it's 
easily drank outside, but generally you're not going to drink a cocktail outside, but it just fucking works. Yeah. You know? Um, you got the, the lemon on the uh, label there, so there's like some lemons. A touch of lemon zest we had right at the end, yeah. I really enjoy this. I'm not much of a uh, cocktail guy, but I'm very much... I swear at Liquid Out I had some... Like, maybe it was the old-fashioned... Yep. Uh, um, yeah. ...type of thing, so, like, I like that that's... My brother's their head distiller. At, at Collective oh Arts. God, no way. Yeah. 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 He's, uh... Like I said, he was in the industry before me, and... He's now their head distiller. That's amazing. You should get him on the podcast. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. oh, honestly, this is like exceptional. Like, I remember having someone give me a whiskey sour because, like I said, I'm not a cocktail. I'm not opposed it's my to it. My favorite cocktail. Yeah, right. My I favorite was like, cocktail. Yo, what the fuck is this? This is amazing. Yeah. It's just like, um, <laughs> so what? Oh yeah. All right. Oh, the Patrick agenda. <laughs> yeah, I like this a lot, dude. This is yeah, really yeah. cool. So this is a pretty new product. This is uh, about two, two to three weeks old now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we we did a big nitro release uh, about three weeks ago. Uh, this was beginning of June, uh, and it was this Abracadabra, which is our nitro. Yes, uh, we had that last nitro time. sour ale with vanilla and, and sour sauce. That shit was crazy. And then uh, guilty. We did a variant on guilty remnant, which oh, yeah? is our white yeah, stout. stout. Uh, so it was a white stout with coconut and coffee. Yeah, and so we did that on Nitro in stuff, all of them in short cans. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it went real well, man. That's crazy. Went real well. I love that. Yeah, yeah. this is so much fun. Yeah, Mm. I really liked Abracadabra as well because sour stuff is a uh, underutilized uh, beer ingredient. It's underutilized, but it's so good. Mm. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so damn good. It works well. Works so well because it's already a creamy kind of thing. So have that shit on Nitro was like. You know, the convenient thing is we get it for cheap, too, so... Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, There's juice producers all over that. Oh, yeah, we were talking about yeah. that. Uh, maybe we can talk about it when we get to the next arena. Yeah, maybe, of course. Because we had a nice... We always do off-camera chat yeah. about, like, the way that you guys uh, deal yeah. with fruit itself, which is something I haven't heard before. Yeah, yeah, Then we'll touch into it then. So let's do the lightning round. We'll see how quick you can do it. Yeah, for sure. Basically, it's supposed to be quick questions. Like I said, it never is. <laughs> um, you can answer as long or as short as you want. Yep. Uh, first one is, what's your guilty pleasure beer? Beer you'd be embarrassed to admit to a beer nerd that you enjoy oh jeez oh this is tough yeah it's tough one. <laughs> yeah oh my god uh, okay. so I used I used to love uh, Barking Squirrel I haven't had it in a little Pop while City Pop is City that, is that embarrassing though? Uh, you know what it's Did one of those no it's one of those things that it's it's an older style of IPA that I I remember enjoying so much when I was in university right. you know what you know what the other one is Forget that one. Forget it. Forget it. Forget that one. It's, it's James Reddy. It's James Reddy. <laughs> it's James that's, Reddy. That's an embarrassing beer. No one said that in 144 episodes. No oh, it's James definitely Reddy. James Reddy. <laughs> this has been a very interesting day to sit on the patio and record audio. Yeah. James Reddy is a great uh, a great choice. It's a terrible beer, so I can understand. Absolutely uh, hero- or horrendous, but gosh. Great brandy, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my friends is DJ James Reddy. Come on, really? Not joking. He Jeez. does pretty well. Now, what Look. came first? The beer. The sure. beer. Oh, yeah. 100%. He says R E D I. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, I'm assuming his take on that. Yeah, for I sure. Like a very Toronto say. Is it an Ontario beer? Because I don't see it anywhere else. Uh, pretty sure. I don't know. I think it's a Molson product. Like, I think it's made out of Molson's. That would make sense yeah, based yeah. on the quality, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think they really like push it anywhere else. Yeah, I know. I mean, don't quote me on that, but no? yeah. It's okay. We're not supposed to know Molson products that mm. well. Uh, opposite. Beer you would decline under any circumstances. Ooh, under any circumstances. 
So you go to a barbecue, you didn't have some blood it's light. It's 100% like, Coors Light. And I've done this on so many. How I mean, how many people just within Ontario have that like uncle or like friend that's that's all they have in their fridge? I have gone sober so many nights when I've walked into those parties where it's like, like well, we have uh, Coors Light, and you go, well, I'm not drinking tonight. I guess you got some water, one, some Coke. One hundred percent. Yeah, I absolutely just uh, agree with that one. Yeah, uh, Gateway beer. What was the the one beer that maybe put you into the craft world? Uh, I think it. Uh, I think it was Mad Tom from Muskoka. Really? Yeah. How? Oh, I feel, I just being that you've been in the game for ten years, I feel like yeah. But the first, the okay. first six was uh, I made a lot of Laker Lager. I made oh, a lot right. so of okay. Laker Lager. Yeah, I was in production. You were doing like I guess I, I would have been in. I used to Hamilton? drink, but I was young. I, was, I mean, that was in I was in Kitchener at the time. Um, and, they, were they making Lager out of Kitchener? Or was it? Oh yeah. Lager? I mean, that was ninety percent of Brick Brewery's production was really? uh, was Laker Lager. Yeah. Huh. So I made a lot of that, and I think it was Mad Tom where I was like. You know, there's yeah, some potential here. Yeah. Like, there's something that that I like about this. Interesting. Yeah. Now, I, now I gotta confess, I haven't had a Mad Tom in a yeah. in a little while. But I think that was the first one that I it kind of like turned my head. Like, Interesting. There's something going on here, man. I mean, that makes sense. It's like a half decent uh, West Coast IPA. Yeah. I haven't had it for a while either. But yeah. Like, I, I mean, this was like seven years ago now, probably. But that would have been blowing minds uh, back then. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, favorite beer style. So, yeah, maybe more like you walk into a brewery uh, I mean this is hands down this is I mean this is basically my favorite like beer kind of thing that I would go for is a creek so a lambic so a lambic if if it is available I will have it now it has to be a good creek but yeah um, definitely I very much respect that it's a great one and then least favorite so not that you hate it but least inclined to uh, reach for least inclined uh, British pale ale yeah, yeah, definitely a British pale ale. I know, obviously, we've made one here. Yeah, uh, but we tried to use some like West Coast hops when we, make we did make it, give it a bit more, bit more character. I love the idea of maltiness. I love a good malt backbone. But in that style of beer, it's not the right place for it. Not the place for it. <laughs> not not for it. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Bro. Yeah, I'm gonna get so much like you're gonna get so much like hate mail about this. Like, you know what? I don't everyone think so. from camera is gonna come in. They'd be like, Patrick, you're done yeah. here. You're not yeah. welcoming Guelph anymore. <laughs> no. Is it Guelph? Probably not even Guelph. Ca- no, not Cameron's. No, camera. Oh. The the Society for Real Ale in in the UK. Oh yeah, we're well, talking about yeah. them. They yeah. can give you all sorts of. Things. Yeah. It's a whole nother, a whole nother game. Um, favorite beer, city, destination, or country? Where do you like to go from Or where do you want to go from Um So, I mean, my favorite has always been Belgium. Uh, I've been to Belgium two or three times. Um, Cantillon is my, like, hands down, That's my the... favorite my favorite uh, brewery in the world. Just the idea of, like, history, tradition, and, like, high-quality product all in the same spot uh, has always been my favorite spot. Um I do want to take a trip through Scandinavia at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, McKellar is obviously the big one that, yeah. like, because it's everywhere. You can always get a hold of it. Um, but too old. Um, yeah, on the polo, but I guess it's yeah, it. yeah. Like I mean, just the the quality and number of of facilities that are making good products down there. Um, I, I've always wanted to make a trip through there, and just haven't gotten a chance. But Belgium is always like just the haven. 
Like, if you're a brewer and you haven't made it to Belgium at some point in your career, messing up. Yeah, you need to change your you need to change your uh, process. Your life ground. Yeah, I still haven't made it actually. I need to. Oh, uh, it's check. so good. It's I feel so like good. that's like the next. It's weird because like, if you're based over here in North America, you've got the uh, you're going to be really tapping into the North American styles. Everywhere yeah. I go tends to be here on the states. Yeah, exactly. So I think I, I want to explore that next. It's like that next level. Like, yeah. But it's actually the up back it's like the history of it you yeah. want to know where it all came from yeah, you know what started i've been all. to the states i've been to the uk obviously i've been throughout canada trying this stuff out belgium like for me was oh, was night and day yeah interesting all right i gotta do it uh first beer you ever brewed laker lager yeah, <clears throat> glorious. That's the first professional one. It was a very well. I, I didn't homebrew before that. Oh yeah, because you're never okay. homebrewed before. I I professionally brew, brewed before I homebrewed, and then once I got into professional brewing, I like homebrewed just for fun. I, yeah, I I homebrewed, but I didn't make a good homebrew for probably two years. Right. I'd say it took, and I you know I tell a lot of homebrewers come in and talk to me all the time. Like try this. I'm like it's good. Like you have improvement. Don't take that as like a bad like a bad thing like everyone needs to improve at some point like but like you have the basics down everyone has the basics down it's really easy to brew it's really difficult to brew well facts it's it's one of those things that there's so many like very specific things that need to be done that need to be accounted for that make a product just exceptional yeah or even just good that a lot of people overlook yeah I mean obviously like cleanliness is the first one that so many people overlook of course you need to be clean Um, but I think the first homebrew that I brewed was uh, it was like a west coast style pale ale this is probably like seven years ago now okay Uh, it was terrible it was called Hoptimus Prime (laughs) has that been used since? oh probably it was probably used before (laughs) I was a homebrewer (laughs) <laughs> there's only so many hot puns yeah and then the first good beer I made was was a brown ale I think it was called like brown noise or something like that that's a good one so yeah, yeah it, was, okay. it was good I mean it was good for about two years afterwards too so that's yeah. I haven't yeah. made a brown ale or West Coast IPA in a little while so maybe it's time maybe it's time man Brent does a brown ale <laughs> yeah. Yeah. maybe they're probably gonna shoot that down really yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were like you know what Patrick no mm. no not today um, favorite and least favorite styles to brew do you have any uh, um, oh, Jesus anything with a lot of rye oats wheat just yeah, sucks annoying, yeah. just sucks stuck I did a 50% rye uh, ale uh, a little while ago and it was just terrible um, like it if you so could accomplish whatever you accomplish in like two two different brews, you don't even accomplish in one of these one of these beers. It takes right. that much longer. It sucks. It tastes great, but I mean, I've learned as a manager not to not to increase my ratios of like rye, wheat, oats to a certain degree because I know they're going to hate me. Like they're just <laughs> not, so mad at you. If any time that that we do, are you going? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see you later. Yeah. Cheers, man. Um, favorite style? Anything low ABV? Anything low ABV? Um, less, yeah. less, uh, less, yeah, yeah. less no, they run, they run smooth, and you can always make them good. I don't know. You say you can always make them good? You can always make low ABV good. 
You can I always like, do it. Yeah, I, in yeah. my mind, I'm like clearly I don't have the uh, knowledge you do, but it's it's a lot harder to make a really it is, quality uh, low ABV. It is, but you, I mean, obviously now I, I know what variations to make right. in order to make you know thicker thicker body, you know, uh, more flavor. A lot of times it's just you're throwing money at it. You can make it good though. Right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Why throw money at it? Because uh, you got to hops. If you can throw hops <laughs> at it, you can always it. make it good. <laughs> and that's always a balance people try and find of like, okay, if I throw more hops at it, it's going to be great, but we're not going to make any money. Right. Like, yeah, but just throw hops at it. Like, people are always going to remember the good beer. They're not going to remember the, the money that you made off of it, you know? Right. I yeah. mean, yes, straight true. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's what you live by. Mm. Um, the worst beer you've ever made. Aside from Waco, because we already know that's. Uh, I mean, I've, I've tried it. I've screwed up a lot of products. <laughs> Those are probably the worst. Well, you'd have to. Yeah. Uh, game. I mean, the first one I ever made was terrible. Um, just trying to think. Oh, it's been so long. I mean, it has. I hate to call them out, but Laker Lager is terrible. Yeah, it's a bad one. It's just. Everyone knows that. It's just horrendous. <laughs> I drank a lot of it. I mean, you know what? Laker Ice. Was probably the worst one. Laker ice was essentially what we were making, and then you kind of work with the product, you water it down, you do whatever. Really? Can you speak to any of that? Or I guess it's not even. No, that's about as far as I can go. Okay. Um, Maybe we'll talk later. Yeah, no more lawsuits. Yeah, there's enough here. Laker Lager was. Laker Lager was horrendous. I would never go near that ever again. That's probably the one I would turn down at a party. That's it. Even more so yeah. than Coors Light. What's oh, your yeah. choice? Oh, Jesus. Take the Coors any day. That's tough. <laughs> you know, it's... See, I, I have a feeling you don't support bucket beer. You know, it's like murder one friend or murder another, you know? <laughs> it's the same thing. Either way, someone's yeah. being murdered. Well, how do we feel about bucket beer? It's, uh, it's a d- decision that didn't need to be made. I also respect nobody, that. Nobody was was really dipping to that price point anyways at, what was it, a buck 25 before it went to buck a beer? So why lower it? Like, and then put it back up again. It's clearly just a, a populist kind of agenda type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Didn't work so well for the young man. I saw the video this morning of uh, like a million people booing Doug Ford. They introduced him on stage. Oh, it was, yeah, I and they go, Ontario, you're, you're Premier Doug Ford. It was like, boo. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. It was because it was so many people who were so excited. Yeah. He probably had the earplugs in. Yeah, he probably did. He was out, hey, giving people a high five like, yeah. on the stage. Young, sensible people. Yeah. Because, well, do you know what? interesting it was a very mixed crowd at the so we're talking about the raptors uh championship parade yesterday yeah. downtown toronto we were there as well we left before that because they took so long to get there it was too many people we couldn't get close so <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was ridiculous but the fact that there was such a variance i feel like i saw the whole society represented there families all different ages and every single ethnic background you can think of and if all of them are booing Doug Ford uh, I don't know says a couple million people well, one of my favorite uh, Instagram posts and I'm not going to say who this was but a good friend of mine went up to uh, or had an Instagram post of him a selfie and he was a uh, friend was dressed in all like Levi's and suspenders and had a shitty shirt on underneath <laughs> and under the selfie it was when you meet an idiot you dress like an idiot and it was it was a selfie of him with Doug with Ford and he put it on Instagram like this is the best post I've ever seen like, <laughs> did it kill it? oh yeah yeah, yeah. killed it killed it <laughs> killed it uh, see it shows where people's uh, you know it's unfortunate yeah uh, we move forward with good beer yeah you know it costs a lot more than a dollar and we're happy to pay it um, what music do you listen to when you brew? Oh, jeez. Uh, or not. No, you know what? I usually like silence. I like to get in my own head. 
Okay. I, uh, oh, you listen to the machines? That's yeah, cool. yeah. In the end, I haven't brewed in probably four years. I haven't actually oh, touched you... a brew kit. Tell people what to do. Yeah, yeah since, I, brewers do, yeah. since <laughs> I've become a manager, I, I think I might have done half of a brew in about four years. Okay. Um, Bad day? Those rough days. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to hear that. I know how to do it. Okay. Uh, and obviously I brewed for six years prior to that. That's enough. Um, but in the end, like, one brew to another, you're doing the same thing. You know, you, you put in the ex- you put in the time, you put in the experience. Um, but when I did brew, I generally had silence. I like to, I don't like to talk to people. Yeah, I like to get into my own head. I, a lot of times, I just I draw a blank, and like two hours go past, and like, like things okay, have happened, happened, and you know it's it's uh, been made and- exactly. Um, it, it's one of those things where I I like to be busy. Um, and I like silence because when there's silence, I can hear what's happening mm. rather than having to like monitor everything visually. Right. I can be doing other things and kind of listening for, for what's on. going on. So I, I like to listen to the machinery. I've had that a few times actually. Now. Yeah. Like, and it seems to make a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some Every, people jam and some people are playing like music to the beat. If so. there's <laughs> ever something that's happening that isn't supposed to be, it's going to make a noise you haven't heard before. And you'll, be like, and you'll oh. always pick up on it. You always want to catch something at the beginning of when it's happening. Everything's going to break at some point. You want to catch it at the beginning rather than at the end when you've just like lost 1,500 liters of beer. You know? Yeah. yeah. You don't want to do that. I've done it. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Never good. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite hop? Tough one. Oh, right now? I mean, you know what? I, I've, always had, I've always had an affection for Belma. Yeah. Um, okay. Belma hops have like a really strong strawberry character to them. Okay. You don't get to use them enough because they're not widely available. Where are they from? Uh, couldn't tell you because I haven't used it in about three yeah, years. I think it, I'm again. almost yeah. positive that it's West Coast. Okay. Almost positive it's West Coast. Yeah, it it could, like a West could be Australia though. I'm pretty sure it's West Coast. I, I don't know if it's Australia. I feel like I know about it if it was because I feel like all the Aussie ones and New Zealand ones are just so stupid expensive. Yeah. I just remember. I just remember the first time we opened it up. We got like a five kilogram bag, and the bag was opened up at a room and like ten feet away, and immediately the entire room. Was like reeked of strawberries, and it was one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had. I'm like, I have to use this. I've used it once, and like it, it blew me out of the water. We did an IPA single hop kind of thing. Crazy. It was amazing, absolutely amazing. I mean, there's always Galaxy, there's always Citra, there's always you know Mosaic, those types of things. I always find there, there's certain hops that are just like cheating hops. You can take a bad beer, throw these hops at them. It's going to be good. Yeah, you know, then it's not that they're not good. They're obviously the best hops out there because everyone uses them. You know, and they make good products. But uh, but it's almost like they grow stagnant. You can always want to kind of find that next you know big thing. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. What's what's good? And Belma has been around for years, but it's just not widely spread. And I've always want to use it. Always wanted to use it kind of more regularly. Right. I can't find it. It's just like it's not even. Wow, that's different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like this is very eclectic. I feel like they've had. No, no, there is. There's so much industry, but like suburbia and like commercial on the street. Very, yeah, uh, yeah. can't call it like. Yeah. I thought it would be a quiet little street up. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> the, like right now. Yeah. yeah, you know what kept it interesting, right? Um, what does your family think of your job? Oh my god, guys, 
Do they care? Do they not? Uh, I mean, both me and my brother are professional. I'm a professional brewer. He's now a professional distiller. Um, I mean, they, they're they very proud of us. Good. I mean, it's it's something that, I mean, I, I had... I had other aspirations uh, before I took this. Uh, PE teacher? Yeah, PE teacher, which would have been great. My, my dad was a teacher, so it was one of those, like, like you know, it obviously, yeah, I kind of fall in the footsteps type of thing. Um, but, you know, my brother always said it best. Like, he, he liked, he, he went through for science or something like that, but he also liked to drink. And so, you know, the two kind of came together really well. I, uh, at the time I got this job, I was in university and, and I enjoyed alcohol, but then I also had the curiosity side of like, of, you know, yeah, the science side and trying to figure out what happens. And I think they're just happy that, you know, I'm doing something I, something I enjoy. Now I know there's certain, there's certain members of my family that, you know, obviously don't enjoy the sours and things like that. They're more old school kind of you know drinkers you know they they enjoy you know i know i know my dad loves ipas things like that but you know he doesn't enjoy sours as much you know it's but there's always and this is something i always tell people customers as well as my family it's not that i expect you to enjoy everything that i create but i will find something that i create that you'll enjoy there's always going to be something do you not push it on them but be like encourage people like your family to, to no, like they, try the different stuff like, hey, they like, yeah, bitch just, at me non-stop that I don't provide enough alcohol to them right <laughs> so you like I bring like the, free free booze to them on a regular basis and it's not enough now I try to cater it to what their you know their wants and needs are but like, here's the for, a long, for a long time I tried to push things on them you learn that they're never so going to well. drink. You know, you go back to their house four months later and it's still in the fridge. You're like, well, <laughs> All right. well I'll yeah. have that. That was a miss. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you have to open a window and pop them through it or something. Yeah. Some, like so, uh, catered tastings. Yeah. Okay. But overall, it's positive. Oh, it's always positive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love it. And the last one, what's your favorite adjunct? Oh, my favorite adjunct, like including fruit, spice, like all of the above, sugar, everything. The answer is lactose, but oh, um, obviously, lactose. obviously. Are you team lactose? No, we we have some lactose in our stuff. I'm not. Are like, you team lactose, Patrick? Uh no. no I'm, I was about to give you daps. I'm team. I'm team anti lactose. Unfortunately, we have once again. I know there's team no lactose. I know there's a time and place. We have guilty remnant has lactose in it. It has a time and a place. But generally speaking, generally speaking, no, yeah. no, that's, not the, that's <laughs> not the question, though. That's not the question. I'm pushing my agenda now, <laughs> and I apologize. Yeah, it happens every time. Yeah. What's um, uh, uh, what's your favorite what's adjunct? My so favorite literally adjunct. anything that isn't the four. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know what? I've I've used it before. I don't use it enough because it doesn't really have a place. But I've loved cardamom. Cardamom. Cardamom is uh, in the beers that I have tried it. It's such Cardamom, a it's man. such a great matching character. It goes great with. I find it goes great with higher alcohols. It just has a smoothing kind of citrus character that goes through it. Um, in like wheat beers, it's the perfect match. Um, in terms of spicing, it doesn't have that bite that kind of comes through in a lot of spice that you find. I don't know. I, I really enjoy the the character. I, I enjoy the idea of it. Whether or not the execution of it, I really enjoy the idea of, of cardamom. Cardamom yeah. are the little pods that yeah. sometimes the Indian food, you can accidentally eat them and then you're like, fuck, I wish yeah. I Yeah, like this should have been taken out yeah, before. This, I, was, <laughs> I understand where it needed to be, but that shit should have come yeah. out. They should put them in a little sack or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that shit out. Okay. Yeah. 
That's a, that's a, no one said that before. I like cardamom. Mm-hmm. All right. And like it's a weird like last five years type of thing. Like it's yeah. kind of just it clicked in my head. Like this is cool. I like you seen it like. Yeah. Oh, you had the powder. But it was interesting because the pods are like green, but your powder was like brown or something. So maybe like mm. the seed inside is mm-hmm. like a. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's got little seeds inside. It's got the. You know, little pot. The pot, the pot has a lot of flavor to it. Okay. Like that. That's what usually what you kind of dry roast, and it kind of opens up a little bit. And then you throw uh, that yeah. bad boy in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. No one said that. I like. I like. You said you had a solid lightning round. Mm-hmm. Well done. How do you feel about it? It wasn't very lightning. It was more no, like just a round. Did I tell you? I told you that. <laughs> yeah. Scott always called it a uh, molasses round. It's, yeah. It just takes forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's not, now we can just talk shit. Um, I mean, very much enjoying this. Um, this is fresh. The, yeah, these are fresh oh, nice. for the, uh, the nectarine. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, no, this, uh, the the nitro whiskey sour, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, no, enjoying d- it more than I uh, thought I would. Do you, do you think it represents a whiskey sour well enough? From, do you think so? From what I've had of whiskey sours, yep. it just kind of feels more like I'm drinking booze than beer. Yeah. Like there's, there's like the multi quality and the caramel yeah, yeah. and everything that's clearly there. But it very much feels like a... Which is what we're trying to get at. Yeah. You know, you're, tr- you're trying to drink a cocktail. You're trying to disguise beer as a cocktail. Yeah. You're trying to disguise it. And, and do you think it's a way to get non-beer people into beer as well? It's, like, there's it's always... Like a little hook? You always have to find that bridge product. Sours, we always find, is kind of like that, that gateway product for wine drinkers. Obviously, obviously, anything with wine in it also will be, but sours are always that gateway for... It speaks to white wine drinkers. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It, you know, and it's especially because it's such a different product, people are like, this isn't what I recognize beer as. You're like, yeah, because you can do so many different things. The cocktail kind of inspired things are, is kind of our way right now of... You know, and it's not even trying to bring in other people. We just think it's a cool way of representing different products through beer. Hmm. You know, it's it's kind of our take on on that that push. Beer is beer is a really like cool medium for representing other things. Yeah, you know, it, because it's such a quick turnaround, but also it you can vary it so aggressively. Hmm. Like there's there's such a wide variety of things. Um, you know, uh, we find kind of joy doing that type of thing. We've all done IPAs. We've all done, you know, just kettle sours. We've all done, you know, dry hopped, whatever. But doing something new that you don't expect is always kind of exciting. So. That's a great point. Yeah. And that's kind of cool. The thing about beer that I guess is the, somewhat the purpose of, of all these conversations with people like yourself is just trying to show folks that... Beer is more than yeah. that fizzy yellow stuff your grandpa used to drink. Exactly. And yeah. it's, you know, there's so much to it these days, and there's so many creative people working in this industry mm-hmm. that are just doing crazy things and and literally just make like making things up and just like, all right, let's just try it. Yeah. And yeah, more, yeah. like so often it's landing and like. Who yeah. would have thought you'd be drinking a, a beer whiskey sour? It's, like, it's a strange, <laughs> and, or a beer Shirley Temple for that matter. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like it's you know it's really cool. It's like something that like when you when people we try to speak to sort of like both like sort of the the, the nerds like sort of yeah. ourselves the industry, but also to be sort of um, sort of like welcoming and sort of non pretentious for like the, yeah. the newer folks to beer. Make it so like make it approachable for yeah, a lot of those people. For yeah. everybody. Yeah, but it's not like if, if people are listening or watching who are all uh, you know, newer to beer. It's mm-hmm. cool. I want them to know that like you know there's so much more to it than you anticipated because when I got into it I don't think it was 
yeah. this dope. I'm yeah. sure you didn't either. No, making no. Lake Alaga when you were, I mean, that's even more because you were in the game. <laughs> yeah. Making one of the worst beers in the province <laughs> for six years. Uh, and yeah. then that, you know, and then being able to still move on with that, like, yeah. you know, and, and stick with beer. Yeah. There's so many options. Some faith you have, sir. Some people, some people really enjoy the you know high end kind of production side of things. Some people really enjoy the craft beer side of things. I always think, and I, I really think this is true. There's always a time and place for every product. Yep, Great. always a time and place. You just have to find that right time and place. Yeah. So, okay, and you know what? The, the type of people who want to make those products as well. Yeah. So. And the great thing about, say, our province like Ontario right now, how many breweries we got here? Six, fifty, seven. Oh, you're asking questions. I don't know. No, no. It's something like, <laughs> yeah. in Canada. It's still like around a thousand. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. I think Ontario has the bulk. Yeah. So I mean, like, if you're local here, if you know wherever you are, like, mm-hmm. you pretty much have all the options. Even if you don't have as many as we have here. Um, also, we have like lucky to have things like the uh, online stores. Mm. My brothers has an online store. I got we one do. Of friends in Ottawa who yeah. writes for our blog. He recently did like a big order and got a hoodie. Got a whole bunch of shit because he saw the early posting. I was like, "Yo, make sure you get these ones." You got the trilogy. We had that yeah. five and six. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you did seven recently. We're coming up with eight, and nine real soon. Seven's gone. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, seven's gone. Actually, last week. Last, last week. Because I saw that and I was like, I don't know if we're going to make it. That, I was, it came uh, too early. that was coconut and sabro hops. That's why I love sabro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love sabro. I really yeah, love yeah. Um, stuff like that. But I think it's really cool that, like, regardless of where you are in the province, you'd be in Thunder Bay and so you'd be able to get some Blood Brothers yeah. for a reasonable price. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. As far as the shipping is concerned, it's yeah. a lot cheaper than driving both ways gas. 100% it is, yeah. So, it, it opens up availability for so many people. So cool. And it opens up options for so many breweries to extend their, uh, you know, kind of the demographic, their... You know, if people want to get their product, it's been so hard up to this point, especially if we're not, you know, we're not in the LCBO, we're not in the beer store. And so our options for getting outside of Toronto are always so limited. And this just, for every brewery out there, this just opens up so many options for getting people the product that they want. So it's, it's so cool. I mean, even in, in Montreal, we don't, we don't have that option at all. Mm. We don't have a, um, uh, it's not legal. Yeah. So no, none of the, the breweries have a uh, online store. Um, we can't do it. All the Ontario breweries aren't allowed to ship outside of the province. That might change soon, which yeah. will change the game. Before, <laughs> which is hilarious. Is it really? That's the only one thing that he's doing that I'm like, oh, fuck, that's pretty convenient. You got to take every person with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what? Yeah. But he has a lot to get. Sometimes Doug comes through, yeah. 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 So he canceled the beer store thing and blah, blah, blah. So we'll see. Yeah. But like, if that does work, though, I don't know. I thought it was a, a federal thing because that would therefore open all... It's like, it's like him and a bunch of different like beers from other... Uh, provinces doing yeah, the same yeah, thing yeah. so then that would open the sh- the I don't know if it would actually open the online store so say like a Vancouver brewery mm-hmm. would be able to ship to Halifax yeah. and whatever but like it might just uh, allow the um, relax the restrictions so mm-hmm. that like in Quebec we get literally nothing from Ontario except Mill Street because of the owner that's it we got no- and Bose and Bose are the only ones Bose is that Bose is that like straddling line kind of brewery though you know yeah they're sort of on the largest side of it yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's the only ones we can get there so that's yeah. why whenever we travel I generally have to make sure I'm like alright I gotta bring everything back I can because 
that's what you know and it kind of yeah. sucks for it's cool but it also kind of sucks I'd like to be able to just be like well I got no travel plans for a while let me just make some orders online mm-hmm. which would be so much more convenient rather than have to find someone to trade with not everybody has that network of people yeah, that they can yeah. trust in another province literally on the other side of the country when you gotta like spend this money then ship them beers blah 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 so fingers crossed that opens it up eh? I know I know you know like she said it's of all people it's we were just talking all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Doug. I try and just keep my keep my toes out of it. You know? Yeah, smarter, smarter yeah. way to do it. Um, now, Pat, we're gonna get you to teach us how to open. Okay. Uh, wax sealed beers for the first time because I am terrible at this. Yep. I damn near cut myself. I use a knife, um, and it doesn't work. Yeah. So so well. Yeah. yeah. So, um, for the, uh, the kids at home watching. <laughs> so, the wax, I mean, first and foremost, the wax is there. And any What's the bre- purpose of the wax? Any brewery that tells you otherwise, the wax is there to make it look pretty. That's, that's, that's aesthetic, first and right? foremost. It's, it's aesthetics. It's, it's what we want to make sure that, you know, the, the work that we put into this product is portrayed in the actual bottle that's holding Right. The other idea of this is the caps that we use are oxygen scavenging to a point. So any oxygen that is potentially within this bottle, let's say it wasn't packaged perfectly, there's some oxygen above the the, uh, beer line in between the cap, it will actually scavenge that and it will remove it from the product. But it's only to an extent because there's always a point where these caps will somewhat kind of break down especially if you let's say you hold a bottle for like 10 20 years oxygen's always going to get into this and so the wax is there for that secondary seal just in case you want to sell her this beyond any timelines that we recommend you to, to sell it right so this is a secondary seal that we will that will eliminate any of that oxygen getting into the beer and making it crappy okay that's the the secondary kind of feel. Any brewery that says that that's the first kind of reason for it is lying right. to you. Okay, it's it's to make it look. Good. Is what it is. Okay. Yeah. And so it looks very good. This gold one is sexy. Yeah. So this wax. Uh, a lot of times I've seen people snip off the top, cut off all the wax completely around it. All you need to do is open this cap. The entire point of this bottle is to open this cap, get the beer out of it. Okay. So the trick is to slice just underneath. One, two, cut that wax out of the way. And, and that's it. And you're left with that. Get the F out of here. So, as you can see, we now have access to the cap. And so, I mean, obviously you need a knife somewhere around. You can kind of dig through it with, with, that. with the bottle opener. It works, but, it's it a works, bit of a but depends on the wax that the brewery uses. And because some of them are softer, some of them are harder. The problem with softer wax is if you were to whack it, it leaves a dent in the top. It looks ugly. It looks ugly, and especially if they're in transit and they get knocked around a bit, it shows up looking ugly. The harder waxes make it to their destination without losing that appeal. Then once you have access to the bottom, usually, Jesus, she's a gusher. Comes out. (laughs) Sorry about that. Had a couple gushes today. It's, well, it doesn't help that it's warm. Too. <laughs> no, it's actually been sitting out here for an hour and a half. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, but so this is the Paradise Lost with Nectarine. Paradise Lost with Nectarine. It makes so much sense. I'm like, it's always one of those things. It's just, everything is so logical. Like, yeah. 
we saw this video last night. I think I showed Tiff. So I had this like, you get a clove of garlic. Yeah. And you get the knife and you just ram it in the side and go and pulls out the garlic. I clove. saw the video. Yeah. And I was like, really? Did you try it? No, you Have you tried it? No, because I always see those videos. And, and you're like, this is bullshit. Like, there's no it, chance. It, it, yeah, true. it's always like, I can't pull that off. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to make this it happen. This is going to be the um, how to take wax off the year video. Yeah. yeah. So and we used to, uh, we used to, I mean, breweries kind of I've seen and worked for. There's always, you know, different ways. And they're always like, oh, run it under hot water. And then... Always do that. Then it heats up the beer. Yeah, it like, heats up the beer. Don't do that. Don't, I, I always hated that. Yeah, same. Don't do that. Just cut a little slit underneath the cap. And it... It's it, so deeply logical. Right? Yeah. That's like that, like, bothers me now. I'm just like, you know... You need to take off the whole You don't need to, like, deal with this whole thing. Yeah, Anyways, you don't need a, to. This is a nectarine... Uh, barrel aged sour. Yeah, so this uh, sat in barrels for about a year. Okay. Uh, it's it's our base paradise lost, but the good thing about barrels is that they have a slight amount of oxygen uh, ingress into the beer. Okay. So any sours they generally have um, they generally have you know lactobacillus or, or any other or you know smat, smattering of of uh, bacterial cultures in them. If you add oxygen to them there can always be some sort of you know off flavors that are produced right whether they're good or bad um there was a bit of oxygen that obviously made it into these barrels and we wanted that because it produces uh, a bit of acetic acid so a bit of vinegar right and that vinegar really comes through kind of on the back end of this product it's it's in your face kind of nectarines with that paradise lost sourness but then a touch of vinegar on the back end which people are people always you know there's always that that group of people that describe beer as like ah, it's like you know drinking uh, a cup of dill pickles okay like, ah, you know it's it's not really that there's so much more flavor there but yeah because you taste vinegar like that's the first thing that that kind of your 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 mind goes to right but it's more of like a background character it's more of a rounding out like a layered kind of character there so I don't think it's overwhelming. I think it's just a, a slight touch that's in there. It kind of rounds out that sweetness of the nectarines. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, so we, we processed these nectarines last year. Frozen. So that's what we were talking about. Well, let's get this <laughs> yeah. in this festival. And yeah. we'll try that. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Nectarines are such a good Ontario fruit that, you know, it's... People are always trying to get... And, like, we're... Let's get in there. Let's get you know the drop. Gorgeous. Nectarines are are one of those things that that represents Ontario so well. So many breweries and like we're one of them. They, we always try to find that like crazy tropical fruit. I mean, we use sour sap, we use guava, we like we use passion fruit and dragon fruit, you know. But finding that local Ontario fruit that's just that hits the point so well in a, in a certain yeah. product is is so uh, so gratifying you know no, 100%. and this is one of them yeah um, the dill I can definitely get a little bit of that dill I know what you're talking about yeah 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 but it's not overwhelming you know I learned the other day someone's like sriracha ace tastes like dill and now that's all I can fucking yeah. taste when I drink sriracha ace I yeah. wish I didn't know that it's there the uh, sriracha ace I found is really good in beers with a bit of salinity to them okay so if, you, well. if you're doing a goza or um, or something along those lines, just mm-hmm. a touch of salinity works really well with sriracha. And you can't use it as the main hop. 
Brooklyn Brewery yeah, Sriracha's. I used to love that, and now I haven't had it for a while since I knew about the dill business. Well, and, that, and that's the whole idea of, and this where my thoughts are on, you know, your beer styles have to shift with people's tastes. Yeah. When it came out, it was amazing. But now that people have kind of gotten bored of it, you have to make some changes in order to make it appealing, or else you might as well just get rid of that product and make something else. Right. You know, and so yeah. it's, it's now that that's always an option. You, know, you have a very specific flavor in your beer. That's always an option, but if it's one of your core brands, you have to make that shift. You know? Yeah. So. No, this works really, really well, man. I like yeah. this a lot, and like it definitely tastes like a, a barrel-aged sour. It's certainly not anything on the uh, kettle sours. No, it's full-bodied. It's live sour. It's got a bit puckering. of oh yeah, puckering. Like it's it's got a great mouthfeel to yeah, it. Creamy, like yeah, a yeah. sherbetty type of joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The nectarines, like you said, are subtle. Um, but very present. And there's one thing we were talking about earlier that I just want to touch on, which I thought was really interesting. So mm-hmm. my understanding of what most breweries do, they either use fresh fruit mm-hmm. uh, in the brew or they use aseptic, or aseptic, how you pronounce it, yep. fruit puree from Oregon, which is very consistent. A lot of breweries use it. Yep. The fruit is consistent. The flavor is consistent. What you guys did was something completely different <laughs> yeah. for either this beer, was it this one or was there other beers? It was, was this, one this one and other beers. Okay, um, not all of them, but... Because it's pretty damn cool. Yeah, so... Well, I mean, obviously, fruit is seasonal. Uh, fruit is is something that you have to, you know, take your chances when you have the availability. Um, so we we have a freezer storage that, obviously, when we get a large amount of fruit and we don't have usages for it, we go through the processing procedure. And then we freeze it completely solid. Um, and then at later dates, like we are in the middle of summer, uh, we got this in the at the end of last fall, uh, the nectarines. Um, we can now use that fresh fruit uh, outside of the season that it's needed. So a lot of times it's just that you know accessibility, that that volume accessibility that that um, we have access to that you need to just find usages for. Right. We've kind of taken that and realized you know I don't want to have seven nectarine forward beers all at once because that's when the flavor is available we want to be able to have access to this stuff year round so we freeze it we thaw it out when we're done a lot of breweries aren't able to do this or don't do this out of fear of cross-contamination um, uh, of all of their products but because our entire brewery has um basically a a live lacto and Britannomyces culture continuously in it since we don't do kettle sours is we we're just very careful with our uh our cleanliness our sanitation um we don't really see the need to you know have that aseptic version of aseptic version of all these fruits you know and and ontario fruits are represented in a lot of these aseptic fruits but there are these neat I wouldn't say niche ones, but ones that you wouldn't think of. Nectarines are always a bit more difficult to get because peaches are easily accessible. But nectarines have such a good, um, higher um, tartness to them from the skins that really works well on things like this. So Mm. it's good to have them outside of season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we put the work into to pit them and everything else. Manually? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. About six of us manually pitting everything. It takes hours. Uh, but days, I'd say. Day, yeah. day, days, not hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, the fact that if you take days to do it, but it lasts this long. Yeah. 
it kind of makes it all worthwhile whereas if you spend days and it's this one beer this one batch that lasts like two weeks and yeah. like, you'd be almost pissed about it yeah so I can understand that's pretty cool yeah of course so, um, no man it's exceptional I love this thing it's fantastic yeah. such a great beer and it's just such a cool way uh, like we were saying earlier I've only ever had say like the we are talking about the guava for the Paradise Lush you yeah. guys use the white um, the white it's the white Egyptian white, guava Egyptian thank you um, which is a bit more difficult to get a hold of because pink guava is just it's so more easily common, accessible right? um, but we've we've tried the variations on them and we find that just the spice that is brought by white Egyptian guava it's not that it's better it just it works better with our products for what we're trying to accomplish so. and that was like a common uh, the pink guava aseptic puree is one that's very common across um, the the people in the industry yeah, yeah. Using it. I've used it I've used it multiple times I really like the flavor of it but I like the fact that you guys are able to do it the other way and the yeah. guava is the same way that you're doing the same concept or are you just getting you're able to get it fresh more often we're able to get it fresh more often we have that's such a larger supply that's such a core thing uh, so the nectarines is a, a the nectarines is, yeah nect, I think it was nectarines and we did plums last year and we'll obviously expand Ooh, upon nice. that as we grow a bit more uh, we'll, we'll have a plum beer out in the next month or two, I'd say. Okay, so this is coming out in two weeks from a recording, and we're in mid-June or something? Mid to yeah, mid-June. Mid-ish June. Yeah. So by the time you guys see this, a lot of these beers will still be available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Which is sick. We have more um, than enough. More, plenty. 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 To come through. Um, no, nah, man, this is sick. Um, was there anything else you wanted to touch on today? No man, like, really, yeah, like I'm covered, eh? I'm really happy you guys came out. Oh, hey, I like show people how to pour nitro, good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it like me. Yeah. Do it like that. <laughs> and then we showed you how to get the damn wax seal off yeah. without being a whole entire thing and embarrassing yeah. yourself and cutting your fingers. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's safety. It's great. Uh, we went through everything, all the different, yeah. everything controversial from, uh, and all the controversial, <laughs> the uh, potential lawsuits, yeah. uh, branding changes. It's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah. It's genuine pleasure. I love everything you guys are doing. Thanks so much for um, coming out, guys. Man, thank you so much for having us, bro. Yeah. You're a legend. Um, where can everybody find Blood Brothers online? Uh, so, bloodbrothersbrewing.com. We have an online store. Uh, we're all throughout Toronto as well as, you know, a smattering of bars throughout Ontario. Uh, yes. We just sent some uh, some online, or we just sent some orders out to New Brunswick, BC, and Alberta yeah. as well. So None to Quebec, though. No, nah, well, soon enough. Soon enough. Soon we'll enough we'll have some out to Back. Yeah. Fix it. <laughs> I'll just keep coming to you. I know it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, make sure you follow and social media is that I think it's Blood Brothers Brewing, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Bloodbrothersbrewing.com. Uh, and Blood Brothers Brewing at Blood Brothers Brewing on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. yeah so yeah. if we put that up there, she usually checks that anyway yeah. to make sure. Uh, thanks again, Bert. Really, really appreciate you uh, uh, having us today. Yeah. It's fantastic. So, guys, if you enjoyed the episode, mate, smash the thumbs up, hit subscribe <laughs> below, hit the notification bell so you know when the new episodes drop. Follow us on social media at BOS Podcast. Check out the long form audio, uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, etc. So you can hear very attractive gentlemen like Uncle Patrick right here talk about <laughs> nectarines and uh, nitro and not hurting yourself when opening beers that's it thank you for watching and listening we'll see you guys in the next episode cheers